Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 173, your once-weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm John. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or in replay on podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. It's probably mine. If you've never <laughs> seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek, if you couldn't guess by the decor. This is a family-friendly show in both language and content, although do be aware we are drinking alcohol on the show, but uh, usually is not an issue. Uh nope. But it's cocktail month. Woohoo! Uh, nothing but cocktails on craft computing for the month of March. So uh, buckle up, <laughs> as Rhett would say. So now you get to see how Jeff lives outside of beer. Right. A right. normal life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the, the real Jeff. Uh, but let's see. Let's get back on track. Uh, all super chats are right on the air, so long as they meet those family-friendly criteria. If you're drinking along with us at home, alcoholic or not, let us know, and we will give some early show shout-outs in the chat as we go along. And if you'd like to join the super-secret chat and the even more super-secret after-party, think about joining the Patreon or Floatplane. Links are both down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to the Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all of the hosts from Talking Heads, and keep the conversation going with the awesome community over there. That is true. Cannot, that's, that is not a lie. It is one Literally of a community. an awesome community. <laughs> it is a it is an awesome community. It is it is bloomed into probably one of the best discords ever, probably. Dang it, Skull came up with a better name. Mixology March. Ah, uh, I called it, yeah, Cocktail. Cocktail March is what I, I was called it. Yeah. Mixology March. Skull, you, you, you sold me. <laughs> Ooh, and Skull is also drinking a uh, Templeton Rye Cask, uh, old-fashioned. Um, which I had one of those last week and back me up on this skull. It makes one heck of an old fashioned, <laughs> um, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Anyway, uh, the show is going to be a little bit different pace because we're making cocktails while we're talking. So, uh, just be ready for that. Let's do away with some of the introductions and let's just get into what cocktails we're making tonight. Uh, you want to go first, or should I uh, do mine first? Uh, I can go first. That's fine. Mine's a little bit bigger. So um, I posted a video yesterday of what one of my cocktails will be, and this is going to be the Beggar's um, Banquet. That's what it was called. I was going to call it Beggar's Delight, but it's Beggar's Banquet. And it is a beer cocktail, cake tail, beer tail, something. John, you're you're flirting with the rules. Yeah, like well, that. it's a cocktail, right? It's a cocktail. <laughs> it's still a cocktail. I just put some beer in it. It's still a cocktail. It's still a cocktail. So, uh, are we are we doing the recipe, or are we just saying what's in it? Uh, you can give give the recipe if you want. Okay, so it's it's two ounces of your bourbon, whatever you want, and pour that in. I'm just gonna try to do this really fast. <laughs> there we go. Spilled a little. If you want to see how I make this, it looks better on camera on the video uh then you need a half ounce of lemon juice and i'm spilling everywhere pour that in there and another special part is maple syrup so three quarters ounce of a maple syrup you, you can see who's prepared for a cocktail month and who's just phoning it in yes exactly well, again, why i chose with the beer because that's more my specialty yep <laughs> <laughs> And to top it all off, uh, 
a little ice, but then five ounces of a lager. And I'm going with a traditional Weinhastefan lager. Nice. So five ounces of that. Uh, Big Big Spoon chimes in with a $2 donation. All Super Chats are right on the air, unless it's Spoon. Yep, you're, you're <laughs> right. And there we go. Awesome. And uh, what was this one called again? The uh, Beggar's Banquet. Beggar's Banquet. Gotcha. All right. I'm going to go get some uh, ice in my shaker real quick. It's like a, a beer whiskey sour with a hint of maple. really like that. And the best part is I still have a beer. Just switch back and forth when Jeff's not looking. What? Aha! He's back. Haha. So like I, what are like you I doing? I never left. Uh, I am doing, for my first cocktail, an Irish sidecar. Uh, oh. So today, uh, Funky Monk uh, reminded me that uh, March 3rd is Irish Whiskey Day. So he goes, uh, do you have any Irish whiskeys planned for tonight? And I said, I don't, but that certainly changes what I did have planned. Um, <laughs> so I'm going with one of my favorite Irish whiskeys, which is uh, Jameson Black Barrel. Really nice. can't go wrong with it. Nope. Uh, now, my even more favorite Irish whiskey is the Jameson Caskmates Stout Edition, but that really doesn't fit this drink. <laughs> so uh, I'm doing essentially a sidecar, but with Irish whiskey. Uh, so we are going to take two ounces of our Jameson. There we go. I thought about doing a full cocktail cam, like an overhead thing, but yeah, I didn't quite get to it this week. Maybe, um, maybe next, uh, maybe next show we'll, we'll get the overhead view for me and, uh, you can actually see me putting this thing together. There we go. Uh, so. Uh, we got our two ounces of Jameson. We're going to do three quarter ounce of lemon juice. And I've got a an actual lemon here. Although I am cutting it with a pocket knife. So, you know. All right. Just give that a... That's a good lemon. That is a good lemon. <laughs> wow. There we go. I only got a half of that. I got more than three quarters of an ounce. All right. We're going to do one ounce of simple syrup, which is just a, usually it's a 50-50 blend, uh, water and sugar. I make mine a little heavy on the sugar, so it's more two-thirds two -thirds. sugar. Um, it's uh, just a little bit heavier pour, less dilution. Um, and then... We are going to do three quarters of an ounce of triple sec. And I'm sorry for this bottle. <laughs> uh, not my favorite triple sec, but it's really all I have. Actually, you know what? I think I'm going to swap out and go with an orange liqueur. I'm going to do that instead. So. Oh, you're going to go with like the blue <laughs> Please, please use this. <laughs> please tell me I'm, I'm pitch hitting <laughs> or I'm uh, please tell me you're going to use this the blue, <laughs> <laughs> blue curacao no Come uh, on. 
Um, I do have some DeKuyper's Blue Curacao up there. Um, so most of the time, top shelf is reserved for like the stuff you don't want to share. My top shelf is reserved for the stuff I don't want you to see. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm using a Grand Gala uh, orange liqueur. Uh, and you just need three quarters of an ounce of that. There we go. And my drink is shaken, so I'm going to do you all the courtesy of muting my microphone really quick. <laughs> no, what? Just turn around. Yeah. I'll simulate. Everyone. <laughs> there we go. I know, I have some on my, my bar. And of course, I got everything but the strainer. It's a professional show. Ah. Bar so far away. All right, and we're going to strain that. You can strain it into a coupe or a martini glass. I'm using something that's kind of halfway in between there. And there we've got our Irish sidecar. There we go. Very nice. All right. Get you back in frame there. There we go. Cheers, John. Cheers. There was a couple of other people said they had some drinks. Yes, uh, I did see uh, someone had, uh, gosh, what was that one that I saw? There's the, so we got the Temple Rye, okay. An orange crush cocktail? Don't, I, I think, I assume that's just soda? <laughs> <laughs> Could be orange crush and, and uh, rum. Could be. Uh, <laughs> someone, Eric's, Eric Sell is having a Three Sheeps Brewing um, Misdirection IPA. Always nice. Uh, American Cos Cogsworth, uh, an Irish car bomb. Oh, no, he's not. Our Irish car, <laughs> car bomb is considered cocktail. Uh, William says um, he's got a white Russian. That was the one that I saw earlier. Okay. Went, Dude! Right? Nice. I thought about <laughs> making that. Uh, Scott's having a Kentucky mule tonight. Excellent choice. That was the one I saw. I, I almost went uh, went with a gin mule tonight that was uh on my list of things that i was thinking of it'll probably make another show probably moscow mule gin mule love them didn't have any ginger beer so all right so welcome to mixology march everyone <laughs> uh well I'm sure by the end of March, we'll have this all organized and how it's, we actually And then, and then it'll the be show. like the last show. We'll like, oh, that was great. This is fantastic. Back to beer. Back to beer. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And of course, I got simple syrup on my desk. So now my arm is I sticky. Know. And you're probably going to go buy all this special liqueur and mixing <laughs> stuff and only use like a quarter ounce of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I have to go for next week. I have to go buy a full fifth that I think is like $45 because I need a quarter ounce of it. I, you're going to tell your wife, babe, I got to do it. It's for the show. It's yeah. for work. Yep. This is for work. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's a business have, expense now, which is I awesome. Have, I know. I have no pleasure in buying this, babe, I swear. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
wasn't just an excuse to buy liquor. Yes. <laughs> an excuse to restock the bar. All right. Uh, so we all thought Stadia was dead, uh, but the news just keeps on coming. Uh, well, we know Stadia's dying. Is dead. Yeah, yeah is well, dead. Should be dead. Soon, soon will be soon will pointless be. to get. Yeah. Yep. Is it still uh, hanging around? So we thought it was dead, uh, but the story just won't quite go away. Uh, the story this week is people are looking at filing a class action lawsuit against Stadia due to advertisements related to its performance. Uh, so you can, one of the people linked this tweet all the way back in October of 2019 from some random Twitter user. Uh, Mr. Phil Harrison, will games on St- will all games on Stadia run at 4K60? Be good to get some clarity because they had said up to 4K60. And uh, he said, will all games run at 4K60? Yeah. And Stadia responded from the official Stadia account, hey there, Stadia will be able to stream games up to 4K HDR and 60 FPS quality for Stadia Pro subscribers. Non-subscribers can stream games up to 1080p, 60 FPS. Like any other internet streaming experience, higher quality connections will result in the best experience. And Phil Harrison, who's the lead of the Sadia project said, uh, yes, all games at launch support 4K. We designed Sadia to enable 4K60 with appropriate TV and bandwidth. We want all games to play at 4K60, but sometimes for artistic reasons, 4K30. Um, so, and he said, all uh, Stadia will always stream at 4K60 via 2X encode. So straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak, yes. It yes, should. Stadia yes. will broadcast everything in uh, in 4K 60. Well, there's a class action lawsuit saying that almost nothing was delivered in 4K 60. It wasn't an option. It wasn't available. It <laughs> can't do it. Right. <laughs> you promised me something, and I paid the premium membership for this, mm-hmm. and I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then now you're closing. What's going on? (laughs) So that's pretty much the gist of it is they're, they're coming after Google in a class action form for false advertisement uh, and, or false promises in a, in a retail product or service or whatever the exact legalese is for it. (laughs) I was going, what's connecting and disconnecting? I was playing with a USB to, SD card reader on my <laughs> USB hub. I was just kind of You're flicking it with my finger. Blink, and blink, 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 blink. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. If everyone freaked out, that was me. Uh, I will stop twiddling my fingers now. Uh, that's basically the gist of the story is Google overpromised and underdelivered, and we know they underdelivered because they weren't successful, and we know they weren't successful because they're closing Stadia down. Yes. So, but they're not getting out of this without a class action lawsuit being filed against it uh, for broken promises and not being able to deliver. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about this of just one of those things of, well, we had the hardware we planned on, you know, Google's defense might be something like we had the hardware, we couldn't do it on launch date, but we were about to about to do it and then we shut down but you can see we we can we can can do it here's the proof here's one computer in our back room that technically streams 60 f4k right. so we have the capability but 
we shut it if down. If Google needs any assistance with cloud game streaming, I'm more than happy to lend lend a hand. <laughs> yeah. Lend my expertise to their uh, their brain trust over there. So I'm I'm wondering if that's gonna kind of be their defense of technically there's one computer that we have in the back closet that can do it, and so as you can see, it's always. 4K 60 frames. <laughs> Rev said, I just said mother effer out loud and began looking at my PC, wonder what was causing the, the USB connect <laughs> That's one way I can just start messing with people during the stream. Just put it When you're on Linux and wondering what's keep what keeps connecting and disconnecting. <laughs> I said sorry. <laughs> Mm. That would be a fun prank, though. Actually. Yeah, like ten people all of a sudden just start, just, just, just started like, coming what? in. What is going on? <laughs> uh, you could help them get their their Grid Two cards working. Yeah, uh, I did manage to get the Grid K Two cards working. Um, those didn't work all that well, uh, and there was no hardware encode, so I was still limited by by the software encoding side of it. Which, when you're trying to do it on aging hardware. That's a bit of a stretch. Uh, I am working on the next video for that series, though. Uh, I am gathering more parts and spending more money. And <laughs> really, why? <laughs> I don't You're know like, at this I, point. I, I have to get it to work. I have to get it to work. Actually, uh, I'm I'm lower. Lower your expectations and you'll never be be disappointed. Um, I'm actually aiming at hosting like a 16-player uh, Battlefront 2. Oh, wow. Because that would require almost no hardware to run at like 1080-60. Yeah. It's such an old game. Yeah. Could we get 16 or better yet, 32 players? Could we fill a server on a self-hosted single box? That'd be fun. That's kind of my next concept that I want. Like, I don't care how old the game is outside of just, like, you know, 16 bit titles. Like, like I want, I want a 3d shooter. Yeah. But, you want something. Well, let's see. I think that would almost be better in terms of like land party style, setup. land party size. Mm -hmm. And you go, especially like say for the community at craft computing of more of a Patreon of a steady, Hey, Let's play with the host, you know, mm -hmm. and everything. And we're going to play the classic games that we grew up with. Mm -hmm. Maybe not new, but these are these are my favorite games growing up. Right. And yeah, you can play like Half Life Two. You can play Battlefield uh, uh, Twenty One Forty Six or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, Battlefront Two Two Thousand Five. That's the one. Yeah. Yep. I'd like, that's the oh, one I'm thinking think we of. Have, we don't have enough for tribes. Yeah. Uh, I think that's like a hundred and uh, 1942 desert combat. We might be able to do battlefront 1942. I'd love, yeah, that'd be fun. Yep. With that logic, you could be stadia. Uh, my issue right now is bandwidth. Actually, I only have 50 megs up. And so I'm either going to need to get faster connection upload, which isn't available. I'm going to get a need to get, I'm gonna to need to do a couple of things. Uh, I I might even end up end up co-locating the server uh, with a friend of mine who does have gig up. Well, so. wait, couldn't you couldn't you classify your house now as a business and go for business? Uh, yes, but at the same time, no. Uh, I can get Comcast business at my house. 
Yeah. Uh, I looked into it. That's actually originally what I wanted. I was going to go with a 250 by by 100 line. Mm -hmm. uh, it was almost $300 a month. Yeah. And I went, I I, yeah. sorry, but no. <laughs> uh, by the way, and, and you want to talk about bait and switch advertising. Uh, they offer business internet for as low as $90 a month. But you also have to rent the modem for, I think it's $70 a month. Interesting, because I don't remember them. They, they said that, and I told them no. And yeah. they said, okay, well, we can't. From what I heard was you can get whatever you want, but we can't then guarantee. Yeah. Yeah, no, they told me I I was required to have the modem. Uh, and this this was more recently and, and after net neutrality had been overturned and, and mm. all that kind of stuff, which net neutrality is one of the things that was preventing that. monopolized you know, service providers from well, only letting in, you use their equipment e and, and even oh, in we'll Salem, rent it to you. Yeah, well, even in Salem, there is not much of uh, options. Yeah. You know, there's pretty much two options. Yeah. Comcast and the little guy. <laughs> uh, Chris says there's a big Jedi Knight Jedi Academy community still playing, apparently. Yes, they are. And the mod community that I used to be a part of in uh, Masasi Temple is still active. It's like the website where you would go and download all of the mods, the total conversions, the weapon packs, the, the map packs and everything else. That website from 1998 is still live. <laughs> like it's an impressive run that, that that modding community has had. And yeah, there are a ton of people that still have, uh, that, that still actively play it. Uh, we could definitely max a server with one of those. I mean, I, I could do that software rendered. Uh, my issue is I, I'm starting to run out of cores at that point. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Starlink, uh, it's on my radar, so to speak. Um, I... I am thinking about getting a Starlink dish as a second provider at my house. Uh, and I'm actually looking at getting a second provider anyway, or a second line, or or possibly even just hosting like a, a slash 28 or a slash 29 to get myself a very small block of IP addresses that I can actually play with that are outside of my personal network. Because yeah. uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to be DDoS'd. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. don't want that kind of crap. I, yeah, I signed up for Starlink and I paid the hundred dollars, mm -hmm. and they're supposed to be sending me a dish nice. um, sometime within I'm the next curious. nine to ten months. You know where it's going to go. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, in fact, if it gets there before you, if you wanted to do something with it, you can. Just mm -hmm. you have your hands on it. Mm -hmm. uh, but th as far as what I got quoted was, uh, don't expect it till December, November. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I, put, I basically put a hundred dollars like, okay, I can't wait to pay you another $400 at the end of the year. <laughs> yep. uh, Scott says, my brother-in-law is still playing Jedi Academy, but the only people still playing are insanely good. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there you don't are play a 22 year old game. If you're, if you're going, Oh, what's this game? I've never heard of it before. It's you've been playing it for 23 years. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, those are the original people that have played it and they've never stopped and they're like, you know what? Right. I'm just gonna go back to it. You it's know, so this is fun. still a great game. I'm still gonna Yeah. And what's what's great is it's still a great game. 
Oh yeah, no. Like I'll, I'll even sometimes I've uh, even jumped on like tribes and just because like there are still servers out there that are mm -hmm. small private ones, but I still love playing tribes because it was that big open map area. And I always really enjoyed that skiing aspect. Uh, I've mm -hmm. never seen that else in another first-person shooter. I've always really liked that, especially with Capture the Flag. You just kind of like go down the hill and zoom off. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, now you play anyone. They are dead shots, you know, snipers. They are excellent. They are dialed in. Yeah. Um, it's literally like playing Final Fantasy with everyone's players maxed out. Right. Oh. It's um, the, the other parallel that I can draw is the StarCraft community because... Oh, yes. Uh, I used to play StarCraft back when it launched in 96, I want to say. Um, played that online, was part of the first uh, first crew that got into Battle.net, uh, and and did very well for, for a while. Uh, got out of it when it went online in Korea for obvious reasons, because, well, they're just really, really good at they're re that. Yeah. <laughs> that. Uh, I think it's a national sport. Uh, but... Uh, so I stopped playing StarCraft for a while. When StarCraft 2 came out, I went, I'm going to get back into this. I'm going to I'm going to jump back in. Like I I'm normally not one who is gung-ho about getting into an online game, but I went, I kind of want to do some matchmaking in, in StarCraft 2 and, you know, get get back in the swing of things. Only the people in the interim 12 years never stopped playing it. Oh. So the learning curve for me all of a sudden as someone who used to be I'm not going to say expert player, but pretty darn good i can uh, play i can hang with everyone i can hang with everyone right exactly I, you know you, you'll beat me but it's going to take you 40 minutes like like that's that's the style that i played is till the bitter end uh oh yeah <laughs> i'm gonna take one guy and just have him roam the forest just to piss you yeah. off <laughs> i have 17 supply depots scattered across this map I, I did that with Steve so much. He got because he would. What's he even would, better is is just do a pylon for for the Protoss. Oh yeah, just, just warp in a pylon somewhere. And, oh god, he got <laughs> so mad because he would destroy my village. And as he started, I was like, nope, he's gonna beat me. I know he is because yep. I'm not as fast as he him because he would play it all the time. Yep. And so I would just send out builders everywhere mm -hmm. and just that. As soon as he started attacking, nope, I'm dead. Just stand up and just. I would drag it out for 20 minutes. You know, I like you have to go explore the whole map to kill me. Yeah. Um, so uh, my favorite story is uh, I, I, I had a friend who very lightly dabbled with Starcraft played, played it online occasionally, but just like newbie circuit kind of thing. And uh, he said, well, I've, I've heard you play Starcraft. I, I, I kind of like to play you in Starcraft. I said, are you sure? And he goes, yeah. I said, okay, tell you what, We'll set up a, a nice long skinny map so there's nowhere for either of us to hide. I'll spawn at the top and you spawn at the bottom. And when you're ready, you just say go and, and we'll start playing. So build your base, build your army, do whatever else. And then when you think you're comfortable starting the match, we'll go. Let me know. Yeah. Let me know. Uh, exactly. So 15 minutes in and he goes, okay, I think I'm ready. And I said, okay, just walk that mass of troops you have north. And he goes, what? And I said, yeah, that mass of troops in the middle of your base. And he goes, how do you know that? I said, because I'm watching you. And uh, <laughs> uh, he goes, oh. I said, yeah, just like take 10 steps north out of your fog of war. And I had like a, uh, I had seven bases already <laughs> spawned <laughs> all down this this long skinny map. And I had, 
uh, I had a counterpunch for every single unit that he made <laughs> 10 feet <laughs> out of his range. Everything just stacked up walls. And then a, I had turrets. I had siege tanks. Yeah. I had... <laughs> oh, one of my favorite things was, yeah, we did that. And so I was the sniper and I had my nukes. Mm -hmm. And instead of destroying a building, Steve would build it, build it, build it. And I was like, oh, no, I'm just going to get my nuke. And I nuked his whole army. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, all right, let's go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nuclear launch detected oh yeah that was awesome there, there there's very few butt puckering phrases in gaming like nuclear launch detected detected yeah uh oh yeah a, <laughs> like, i'm, I'm getting a little memories. anxious thinking about it going where I is know, that me red too. Dot? i kind of i kind of want to go like refresh some starcraft skills yes yeah. That might be fun to get the four of us on StarCraft one of these days. That would be fun. And, and just live stream that. I know I know. Steve's still pretty decent at it because mm -hmm. he'll play uh, uh, our nephews and nieces. Um, I probably hasn't. It's, it's been a couple of years since he's done it, but he's probably still yeah way fresher than I am on, uh, on it. Maybe so. I don't remember the last time you played it. So mm. like an actual like I'm going to go play a bunch of matches. I'm going to go play a back. bunch of matches. It's been a long time. Yeah, and so it's been him, probably, probably six been like or seven five. years. Yeah, for him, it's probably been five, maybe four years. Wait, what year is it? Crap. Oh God, I know. <laughs> there was there, there are memories coming back up on my on my uh, on my social media pages, and I'm like, oh, it was that long ago. Yeah. Oh man, John. Uh, I I think our you've been friends with John Shu, you know, John for ten years. <laughs> came up not long ago for me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I know. And it yeah. was like, oh, there's all these pictures of us showing up, you know, in band. I'm like, oh, my. Yeah, it was that long. It feels like four or five years ago. I know. I know it does. Nope. Oh, it's man. Been yeah. that long. I know. I, <laughs> I think I can finally drop the strawberry thing because it's been over a decade. <laughs> Good, just just now because jammy sours are a thing. And I jammy was a yeah. yeah. I was a <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Everyone needs fruit in beers. Right. I was a pioneer. I'm like the heady toppy topper of Northwest IPAs. I brought in jammy sours <laughs> and infected tons of fruit in it. You throw it in your bottle. There you go. It comes out chunky. Uh, that was me. I did it. The look You're on your face is I'm trying to pour that beer though. <laughs> it's burned into my mind. The, the embarrassment and laughter and everything else that was, you wanted to do like seven things at once and try to explain, well, well, I tried to put fruit in it. And... Well, yeah. Cause I brought a six pack and each one was different. Yeah. And I was like, check, check this out. And I brought the one beer that like had, it had a whole strawberry, a whole it. strawberry. And I was like, so I'm pouring, I'm pouring the beer and the strawberry gets lodged in the neck of it and then goes <laughs> Yeah, I think you like tried pouring it and then you're like, all right, go over my sink. Thunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this looks great, John. Thanks. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I, I think I got like a blue moon in the fridge. I'm going to have that. <laughs> yeah, and people are talking about planetary annihilation, total annihilation. Did you ever play those games? No, I never uh, played that they one. Were, they came out in, what was that, 2012, I want to say? Uh, Might have been even later than that, 2014. Uh, they were kind of like a spiritual successor to the original StarCraft. Um, where StarCraft 2, still very true to the original. Yeah. 
but it's like taking all of the concepts of, of Starcraft and cranking it up just a little bit. Um, it was a little bit more um, artistic, like like it wasn't as grungy and dirty. Uh, mm. it, it was... Uh, a little more polished, smooth looking, it, the it, textures. It was, it was Wind, Waker, Wind Waker versus Ocarina of Time. It, it, was, oh, it was that okay. kind of difference. Um, uh, where it's like, it wasn't like for kids, but it was like a, a brighter you know, brightly colored kind of video game. Um, but, uh, oh, Total Annihilation predated Starcraft. You're right. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, gosh, what was the... No, there was one that came out in 2014-ish, uh, and I think it was Total Annihilation, but basically it was a real-time strategy game. You played on a 3D globe surface. Oh, interesting. Um, and uh, and you could navigate all over the globe. There were also different planets and moons that you would and so you're you're looking at a 3D landscape from every dimension. Um and you could do things like put jet engines onto the moon and then slam them into your enemy's base <laughs> on the planet. Like it that's was pretty, great. That's awesome. That I mean that sounds like fun. I'm I'd love to see a remaster of that yeah. or or a it, an extra one. You can still get it. At, I I have it on Steam. I think I uh, I paid early adopter fees for it. I I I bought it early access or whatever it was for like forty bucks. Uh, price later went up to like ninety bucks, and then no one bought it, so it dropped to five. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a heck of a fun game. How is your cocktail, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Mm. Good. The only so the only bad part I was thinking during a mixology march was that the fact that most of our beers are twelve ounces, yeah, you know, or bombers, and cocktails four five at you know standard is, yeah. is what it's supposed to be. You can have maybe an eight. Um, yeah, typically like, for for a craft cocktail, so not not you you can throw sodas and some things like that yeah. like like a like a gin ramos fizz or something like that you can throw those style in there as well and those can get upwards of, of 10 12 ounces uh after you add soda or you know get get yourself a nice cuba libre but yeah a standard cocktail is 6 ounces after dilution like yeah yeah exactly i, I put I get... three and a half ounces into this and then shook it with ice yeah, I because I, I think it's supposed to be, uh, from my understanding, at least Oregon, Oregon State liquor. You can't have a cocktail over like four and a half ounces of liquor, right? And then and then no, so everything it, else, right? Uh, yeah, to, yeah. Total volume is fine. Uh, there's an ABV limit and there's a there's a spirit volume limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and but. Uh, uh, so, but you, so, you, yeah, so you have so, to calculate the actual amount of ethanol that's that's inside of it. Uh, you also have to say yeah, not, no more. I'm than, not talking like yeah. um, Everclear, but you know your standard cocktail right, right. is it rounds out to be like okay, it can only be like four and a half ounces, right? And then you have to add some other stuff into it, um, something like that. If, mm -hmm. But they're going a lot faster than than our beers, Jeff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, see. I like cocktails because I'm a sipper. Um, so I've, I've learned to be a little bit more of a fast drinker since I started this channel because I kind of had to be. Yeah. But I love making a cocktail and just like taking an hour to drink it. That's... Now, 
I like that if I make it extra strong. Yeah. So if I make, uh, especially Depends majority of my cocktail. time, you're totally right. Okay, majority of the time, the two things I usually have for a cocktail is either well, it's not even a cocktail. It's either something straight with like mm -hmm. a dash of bitters mm -hmm. or a, a simple syrup, or an old fashioned. Mm -hmm. But it's like I make a double old fashioned, and yeah, then it's like okay, I'm gonna watch a movie, and this is my drink. Yeah. You know, type of a thing. Here's my drink, and uh, that usually lasts about. 50 minutes to an hour mm -hmm. uh for my that drink <laughs> to where this i i cut it with beer <laughs> right <laughs> kind of light yep uh but no i love a good sidecar i was a little dubious on on using irish in a sidecar but i was looking mm -hmm. for irish whiskey based cocktails and someone said make a sidecar out of it and i went yeah why not let's let's give that a shot um I'm actually really impressed. Um, the Jameson stands up very well in here. And it was a good mulligan going with the uh, the orange liqueur over the triple sec, over the Monarch. Uh, Monarch is just the, the syrupy. It's it, basically it, it's syrupy, syrupy yeah. Um, but uh, I don't I don't mind it for 99% of cocktails if I'm in a hurry. I have I have Monarch Triple Sec because it's $6 and because if you make Cosmos or or drinks like that that you need a quarter ounce of Triple Sec, there's no sense in spending $30 on a bottle of Triple Sec. Yeah. Um and so I keep this around because at a quarter ounce volume in a in a 4 ounce drink, it's perfect it's exactly what you need you don't need this huge flavor profile you just need that little touch of orange and dryness to it yeah um and so now, that's see, why i use it but when you start what, asking me to put in three quarters of an ounce i go yeah, i don't know if i want to do that well <laughs> now what you need to do at least sometime before the end of this month whether for the patreon or the um maybe your channel but you know i'd probably or float plane or whatever you need to do your like simple man's the basic bar yeah my, video. Your, my 12 bottle bar your 12 bottle bar the yeah. cost of it you really should do that video and yes. then maybe like here's a couple of cocktails i can make with that you know simple man the 12 bottle bar yep and that would be i think really cool no that that's actually a video that i'm planning on doing as the 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 special or the premium video or one of the premium videos this month uh, yeah. There will probably be at least two vi premium videos this month um, since I didn't get one out last month. Or I think I got one out on like the first, but I wanted to do a second one, but then my basement flooded. So yeah. there's that. So, but, <coughs> so excuse me. So remember, to, remember to join if you want to watch those. Those are going to be fantastic because also it's Jeff in a slightly different environment. More of his. This is what I really enjoy, but I don't know how to film it yet. Yeah. <laughs> So those will, those will be fun. Um, there was another tech news story mm -hmm. uh, that came out today. Uh, <laughs> not that it matters. I, because I will say I, I, I LOL'd at the Linus video. I, I watched Linus's video of it today. Yeah. Um, because I'm like I I'm not gonna sit down and watch the watch the release of another graphics nope, card I, and it's yeah. the the game changing card that blah 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 and we'll have stock of it we promise yeah you yeah. promise the last four launches yeah. um I'm like I'm not gonna do that I want to just catch someone's bullet points and and move on so I I turned on Linus's video at like 10:30 or something like that and uh, 
at, at the beginning of the video, it's Linus sitting there and he's got a scowl on his face. And I went, all right. And uh, uh, someone's throwing balls of paper at his head from the side. And he's like, what are you doing? They're like, I'm launching paper at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. That was that was, I, I I will bet you I will bet you that was a last minute idea and like I got a great idea I got a great idea and watch me do it mm-hmm. and I I think that was probably like I got I got an idea what do we do with this video and someone went like clapped and just I got this idea yeah because that just sounds like one of those organic ideas that's not planned it's like oh yeah just go with it go with yeah. it yeah what are you doing I'm throwing paper I'm launching paper at you I'm launching paper at you yeah that's great that's great that's a great line. <laughs> It was great. Yeah. Um, So if you're not aware of what we're talking about, AMD held a press conference remotely this morning announcing their all new AMD Radeon RX 6700 XT, the next graphics card you will never physically own. Yep. And it's a 479. So right in that meaty budget of the 3060 Ti, 3070. Uh, it's all basically the same specs. It's supposed to be killer. They promise it'll be out with, you know, uh, no, it's not going to be out. So whatever, twelve point four teraflops, nine point whatever. You yeah. know, you're not going to be able to touch it. So it, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, you're going to see a couple of YouTubers get it. There's going to be a little bit of performance, but then I'm betting right now those YouTubers are going to complain. You're not going to be able to get this. Um, uh, honestly, if they're a good YouTuber, they should say that. Uh, right. Uh, I mean, you can review the product as the product stands. I, yeah. I've been on the fence about this one because I actually got asked to do a, a zero-day review of this one. Um, I haven't returned the phone call yet. And it's not because I don't want the card or I don't want to look at it. My problem is no one can buy it. Yeah. And so... Why am I looking at it? Like for future comparison's sake, yeah, sure. We can know where this card performs and when it hits the secondhand market two years from now. But I'm sure I'll do a video then on, you know, is a 6700 XT on the used market worth it? So I don't know. Like, yeah, I am I mean, so it... unenthused by any graphics card right now. Uh, except what for was the it? GTX 690s. Like, I love those things. Uh, I mean, I mean, we were, <laughs> we were. I, I what, put them on six... the wall behind me, by the way. Oh yeah, there they are. Look at that. Oh wait, where's your? Did... Never mind. Oh, I don't know if you did it, so I'm not gonna say it. Um, but um, six months. It was it six nine months ago. We were talking about before all these launches, and we were all excited about this. Yeah. And the whole tech community oh, was when excited the about this. Oh, the 3090 launched. Yeah, I was considering and... dropping fifteen hundred bucks, like. Here's my money. Yeah. And it's just nowhere. It's nowhere. I would, even today, I was even thinking, messengers, like, man, you know what? Uh, I want to do a little bit more editing. Jeff, can you get me a 3090? Yeah. But it's like, I I know he, no, it's it's yeah. pointless. No. no one's got it. And then if he's going to say yes, it's going to be marked up, you know? Yeah. So... Uh, but uh, it, it's just a weird feeling because there were so many good cards from both companies coming out this year. AMD yeah. actually is rocking really good stats oh, on these cards. They're kicking butt. They're kicking butt. Uh, but they, I, I went ahead and did a review of the 6800 Nitro Plus. That card is freaking amazing. 
from Sapphire. That card is dynamite. It's uh, it peaked at what 72C, I think, in my testing. It blew my 2080 away. Yeah. Uh, and and it was like this card is freaking amazing. Too bad. Not no only don't can... I even get to keep this, I had to send it back because they had such limited stock. Uh, it's more valuable to them in another reviewer's hands than it is to me in two or three more videos down the road. Yeah. Uh, but you can't get it either. And I know. I, I I don't I don't know what to say. That's like it's just both companies really screwed over uh, the their their customers their customer mm -hmm. base. It's just like how could you do that? I it it's not necessary. Mm. It's hard to pin a hundred percent of the blame on Nvidia or AMD for the graphics card shortages. Um, mm. they have, they have retail channels in place where they sell to distributors, distributors sell those to retail channels and retail channels sell those to end users. Right now, the main problem is the distributors are going, who will give us the best price for this? Well, yeah. it's not the retail chains because the retail chains aren't going to pay MSRP or, or aren't going to pay above MSRP. But you know what? This other guy will buy 70 of them from us for a 30% markup. True, true. And so the problem right now is not an issue of AMD raising the prices or NVIDIA yeah. not making enough chips. Uh, the issue right now is the distributors, the middle line, is selling it to whoever gives them the best dollar, which they're in this to make money. They don't give a crap about the product they're carrying. All they care is about is the return. To be perfectly honest, NVIDIA and AMD also kind of don't care about gamers it's a little bit more of a stretch there there are individuals there who are are passionate but amd and nvidia and intel and all the board partners they're beholden to their stockholders and their job is to make money which they're doing hand over foot right now uh yeah so it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to look at them with a negative light when their business is doing so well because I can't buy a graphics card to play games at a higher resolution or faster frame rate. Well, there's that. But then I, I wonder what the, because no, it, it does come down to, you know, their shareholders. But because of this, you know, is this painting a bad light on them, forcing their stock to go down, which is their shareholders. And so if that does dip down three, four points, that's a lot for them. Right. Um, it you might, know, but it, it might, I, but the thing is, gamers aren't the ones who own stock options. No, no, no. But the shareholders, I'm saying, the shareholder. Well, <laughs> unless it's GameStop. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Darn it, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, something, something, champagne room, John. <laughs> I couldn't resist. It was, that, was, like, that was a good one. Yeah. Maybe um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I won't, I won't blame both companies at fault 100%, but I, there is a good chunk. I think there is a there good is some chunk. Blame. There is some there blame. There is some blame on their side. Um, and 
I wonder what the uh, because we're we're the consumer end. I don't know what the damage control is. To me, it seems really bad. So in reality, it's probably at least sixty percent less as bad. But still, to me as a business, I don't know. Maybe they have these projections that they have figured out that like we're we just got to hold out and we're gonna make bank because these graphics cards, no matter what. In the future, it's showing an uh, amazing progress that the path that both of these companies are on. Mm -hmm. And so they're they're basically saying, look, NVIDIA, a AMD's in the game now. AMD is a talker. You want to talk AMD. both AMD. games right now. Exactly. And, and so... When's the last... Um, we've been craving competition in the CPU and GPU space for the last... C CPUs for the last nine years uh, since Sandy Bridge and Ivy Bridge came out and kicked the living hell out of the FX chips. Yeah. Uh, but even beyond that, you look at the at the gaming space, at the at the GPU space, and the last time AMD was on top was with the 7900 series cards, uh, which was the precursor to the R9 200 series, uh, which was the precursor to the R9 300 series, which was the precursor to the RX 400 series, RX 500. Then there was that brief little stint with 600, and now we're on to the 55,006. It's been quite a few generations since, and since AMD has been competitive at both the top and the bottom at the same time. And the... The incredibly frustrating thing is this is usually when consumers win. This yeah. is usually when prices get driven down, when when people are happy to sell you for 10% under MSRP because you bought their product. Uh, this is not... Competition is good for the consumer almost all the time, except when, when demand is still exceeding supply. Yeah, and, and that's... And it's kind of that perfect storm where they upped the performance so much, it's so profitable to mine on right now, again. Because uh, yep. we thought we were dead and done. Like ASIC miners are taking over everything and, and GPUs are out of the... Wait, wait, what? You you went to... Whoa, everything just bounced back up. Oh, you went to 75 going. nanometer and all of a sudden we can, we're can we profitable again? Cool, I'm going to buy every single one you have. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's hard. I do I do enjoy competition. I think, unfortunately, we're all probably going to have to wait closer to the next gen. By the time everything, all the shelves are refill, next gen stuff is going to be already announced and be mm -hmm. like, oh, it's six months away. Yeah. But we, our shelves are full of our old stuff. Yeah. And and then everyone's gonna be like, well, we have our old stuff still in stock. We barely have any of the new stuff. You know, so it, I mean, that's great for us probably in the long run because a year, the people that are patient, not the early adopters, are going to be able to hopefully get those first generation ones even, or these these generation ones mm -hmm. even cheaper. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's annoying. It's frustrating for people, anyone that just wants a graphics card to upgrade. I mean, even the cheapest graphics cards now just to do something are, they're gone. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. It, it, yeah, like you said, perfect storm, um, hard. But I'm glad. I think the future is a brighter future because of the competition. Because we have these two companies, especially AMD, being very competitive in both um, GPU and CPU markets. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a fantastic future, I think, as long as both can compete. 
And if Intel, I'm betting Intel is going to show something really soon. And weren't they supposed to release the graphics card? Uh, Intel, yes. Uh, they did kind of release the DG1, but it's only for integrated board partners. Uh, oh, okay. And so it's going to be CPU tied into Rocket Lake uh, as an sure. expansion card or available on their mobile chipsets. Okay, for some reason, I, I, that's, I think it was a mobile one I was thinking. Yeah. I, I, I could have, yeah. So, but anyway, I still think it stinks we can't get it now. And it's very, very frustrating, especially mm -hmm. currently for a consumer, because I, I do have some money to burn. I want to burn it because I see the greatness in it. It's so hard. And by the time it's going to be out, they're already going to be teasing me with something better. Yeah. It's putting a sour note in my mouth that I don't even want to give you my money now. So Right. Um, and like I said, I, I received a phone call today asking me to review uh, a next-gen AMD card. I, I don't know that I'm going to even accept it because, yeah. I number one, I don't know that anyone will watch it. I don't know that anyone cares because no one can buy it anyway. And yeah. so am I going to put the time into benchmarking uh, which benchmarking takes for freaking ever. It's uh, a new graphics card launch, regardless of the graphics card, is low-end. Like it's low-end 20 hours of benchmarking. I was going to say, it's probably like a 48-hour shoot. Uh, it's probably upwards of 30 to 35. Uh, yeah, because... Full, full oh, in. For, full, yeah. for benchmarking, filming, editing, graphics work, everything that goes into it. Um, I mean, I've got this, the process streamlined kind of, but they are long intensive shoots. And the yep. thing is, uh, NVIDIA likes to give you the drivers three days before launch. Yeah. And, and then how many times do, do NVIDIA drivers in, oh, there was a bug in it. Sorry. Two months later, not even it, that, it's fixed, but, you know, but you have literally, 72 to 96 hours depending yeah. on when you get the driver the last the last release the 3060 uh 3060 ti release uh media got the drivers 96 hours before the embargo date which means they had four days to do 20 hours of testing and then probably eight eight to ten hours of editing right Depending eight upon eight hours of editing, depending on, on the graphics workload and, and what your charts look like and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Do all of your scripting, do all of your filming, all of your B-roll, all of your comparison. And by the way, depending on the graphics card, what comparisons do you need to draw? Which is why the benchmarking takes so long. Uh, yeah. And I, I've talked about this before, like one graphics card benchmark at one resolution on 10 games is... 10 times it's 20 third, minutes a piece isn't it uh usually about i've got mine down to about 10 minutes per okay. run uh maybe even some games i've got down to five minutes per run and and you're doing them physically you're not auto i'm doing auto them play. i'm doing them physically you're, because i'm yeah. actually doing the gameplay because that's yeah. how the benchmark that's work. that's even harder right um and so i i have my runs down to where i'm i'm doing repeated sections that are about five minutes a piece. Uh, but you test each one a minimum of three times. And then you look at the results and say, are the results consistent with one another? Because yeah. I know this section of the game should be consistent. 
And if it's not, find out what variable you ticked or didn't tick or whatever else. Check your driver, check everything else to make sure. Yeah, one game will take me two hours sometimes. Even though it's 15 minutes of benchmarking, it's making sure the results are accurate. And everyone else will back me up on that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nathan says, is it just me or does the video look better quality than normal? Uh, yes. Uh, it does look better. Uh, so <laughs> I, I know. Thank you, Jeff. I think it does. Look, I mean, I, I look fantastic. You look great. You. Man. you look great. <laughs> uh, so I did get a, a new camera and thanks to last week, uh, I, I forget who donated, but someone donated $200 on super chat, uh, to buy me this lens which is the uh, Tokina 11 to 16 uh, f2.8. And let me just say, this is the 16 millimeter. Here's the 11. Like, I freaking love this lens. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I, we were saying like early on, it's like, oh, that, so like that view right there is such a great, the when I'm cut yeah. out, yeah. is such a great, great Look at this. shot. That's a great looking shot. Uh, I was yeah. telling Jeff, like, that needs to be the new, like, oh, when I'm talking, yeah. that's a good shot. Yeah. No, th this shot is incredible. This lens is so incredibly crisp. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so my video is definitely taken taken a step up. Um, Not I, mine. I, I, I was shooting for a while on a Sony A5100. I sold that late last year uh, to consolidate down to the Sony ZV-1. And then I was on the Sony ZV-1 for, for uh, probably the last couple of months at least. Um, I think since maybe November. And this is for your <laughs> streaming camera. For your streaming live streaming. For, yeah, for this camera. Yeah, um, yeah this camera is, is much bigger. Yeah, I, I don't want people to think that that's what you've been doing the whole time. Right, no. Uh, hold on. I think I can do this one too. Can you get it? <laughs> can you unlock it? You got the quick lock? Have a battery in it? What's turning on? You have the AC on it? Oh, and I... it's dropped. There we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, I've got that camera too, which looks something like this. <laughs> That's there we a are. horrible shot. <laughs> Well, the camera's just within reach, so I know. good lord. Such a second. horrible shot. There we go. Now you got crispy video again. There you go. That's good. So, so yeah. Uh, so this is the Zcam E2 with the Sigma 18 to 35 f 1.8 with a speed booster on it. Uh, this is an incredible lens. Oh yeah, you're you're coming in nice. Actually, you know what's really nice is too. You have the glow. The, the glow behind the, the glow. That, yeah. that looks great. Yeah. Uh, uh, unfortunately, that wall is a little plain. Other than that, yeah. it would be a good shot. Well, I designed the studio to look this way. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you, if you include the bar, the bar gives it that warmth. Yeah. Uh, so you, your your regular background is kind of a cool uh, coffee-esque you know, -esque mocha mm -hmm. thing. But the bar brings a nice orange wood look to it, that yep. warm browns and orange yeah, well, and yellow. Well, I've got the Edison bulb right above it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And and so when you do the wider angle shot, it is such a good looking shot. Yep. Uh so but anyway, yes, I did get a new camera for specifically for streaming. Uh this is the Zcam E1, uh, which was released gosh, almost six years ago, I wanna say. 
Um, but it's a micro four thirds action cam, uh, which are two words that really don't go together. But it's a micro four thirds sensor, slightly smaller than a standard micro four thirds. So there's a 2.3 crop instead of a 2.0 crop. Um, but you can still mount it with a speed booster and an EF lens. And if you've got something like a Tokina 11 to 16 f 2.8, holy crap, this thing is awesome. Uh, this is essentially like an 18 to 27 mil lens. And so I can get nice and wide. I can get nice and tight. I don't need that much on the wide end to, to do a lot of zoom. And for a webcam, this thing kicks butt. Uh, I paid way more than I probably should have for this camera. It was $350 for the body, but I found a retailer who was selling it as an open box demo unit where it was sitting on their shelf for years. And, and so this was a brand new camera. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I went, I'll pay the 350 By the way, it was the only one listed on eBay when I was searching. I, I, I'd take it. Right. I'd take it. <laughs> and and it, it's, it, it'll do... You find... You find another one, you let me know. No, absolutely. I will, as I will a, as buy a B that. cam, they're incredible. Yeah. I want that as a B cam. Yeah. No, that that's that's exactly why I bought it is I went, I can't pass up that deal. And I almost bid on a second one. I, I was bidding on a second one and uh, I was trying to snipe it with under sixty seconds left. It was at 175 bucks. And I went, I'm just gonna bet three thirty. Uh, like, yeah. like just go if anyone it. tries to snipe it, they can they can stair step me up. And I don't care if it if it hits three thirty, it's fine. Three seventy two is what it sold. Oh, at. And I went, oh, oh, so much! I, like oh. you're like, I should have I should have done three eighty. Three eighty. Yeah, no, but but the thing is, you can also get really good B cams for under four hundred dollars. That that while they they're not micro four thirds, you can get something like a Sony RX one hundred Mark IV or Mark V that yeah. do shoot four K thirty on an SD card. Uh, they, they shoot in, in Sony log. They, they have HDMI live out. They're great cameras. Um, and so I was, I was going, I like this camera. I have lenses for it. Like I've, I've got a, a 14 mil, uh, oh, yeah. four thirds F 2.8, uh, which would be about a 32 on this camera. Uh, but I bought this to be a webcam and to be a a time-lapse camera. And so if I'm doing any kind of time-lapse work, this is a heck of a lot better than throwing a, a GoPro or a GoPro knockoff in the corner. And that's what, yeah, because that's what I was actually looking at today was a GoPro. Because yeah. uh, I, I went and, like I said, with my cocktail video, uh, I did, I, I tried doing a second camera. And I was like, oh, my mm -hmm. phone's pretty good. I'll, I'll try that. Yeah. It's like, eh, it's okay. I was happy with like, okay, this is the first time doing it. I'm a smaller channel, so it's, it's fine. I can experiment. I see the benefits, but that's what thing it woke me to. Oh, if only I had this. Yeah. And it almost, I almost though do think I would prefer a Sony just because I already have a lens for that. So it would probably help me with my budget. Yes. And I can just um, swap the lenses out of yeah. what I'm shooting. Uh, which camera did you end up buying? A6400. 64, okay. You yeah. can get an A6300 for 500 or less. Uh, and yeah. it's, it's the same sensor, same recording ability, just a couple less hardware features. Uh, yeah, and so it, it's it, it's really, I'd love a high-speed B-cam. Yeah. And then that way I can do a 4K main shot. Yeah, you can do a 4K multicam shoot. Right. And, and that's what I'd like to do. Yeah. So may, maybe I'll do that. Maybe, maybe I'll do that later this year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a couple of questions 
real quick uh, while I'm oh, finishing yeah. up my cocktail. Because uh, I know I was gonna say uh, we're it's it's nine it's and nine we are I pasted just we are, about right. Yeah. Uh, and my next one's nice and quick. So, uh, Brian Same wants to know uh, what headset am I using? Is it stereo or mono? I'm looking for a mono wired for desk use. Um, I am using the Sennheiser Pro IE40. Uh, these are actually in-ear musicians monitors. Uh, I, I had them back from when I played bass and they're fantastic. Um, I do have a, the optional, uh, microphone kit from a third party. So a third party sells a set of cables for these that you, that has a microphone in line. The earbuds themselves are actually wired. And so you can connect them and disconnect them and do whatever you want. Um, it is a stereo headset, but usually I use it just with one ear. Even when I'm playing, I only use one ear because um, yeah. I, I need to hear the band around me. And I, I'm much more of a well, feel basis than a technical basis. <laughs> so, you just um, basically like heard my thump. <laughs> right, right. Um, but uh, anyway, that's that's this headset is the Sennheiser IE40. And they're only about 100 bucks. And if you're looking for something like that, highly recommended. Um Let's see. Uh, someone asked, uh, Denver, is that a parfocal zoom? This is not a parfocal zoom yet. Uh, so if you adjust the speed booster and, and tune the speed booster to whatever lens you put on, you can get non-parfocal lenses to become parfocal. Um, I have done that on my Zcam E2 because 90% of the time I'm using the Sigma 1835 on that camera. And so that speed booster is tuned to that lens, making that Sigma lens parfocal. And I'm likely going to do the same thing here. Um, although right now I kind of like that it's not because you notice the background comes slightly better into focus. And so if I wanted to run a show by myself, I can say, hey, here I am doing this. I'm gonna go over to the bar really quick. And now the whole scene is in focus. Yeah, and behind yeah, me. That, that's a great and, shot. And so, um, so I don't know that I will. There's advantages and disadvantages. Believe it or not, there are advantages to not having a parfocal lens. Um, and then let's see. Oh, Ooh. couple of have I looked at TrueNAS Scale yet? I have not installed TrueNAS Scale yet. Definitely on my radar. Definitely something I'm wanting to check out. Um, and uh, yeah. You got a super chat from Nathan. Nathan, $20. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, wanted to give you a chance to gush about the new lens. I knew you, uh, I knew you got the, the new one from the last stream, LOL. Just wanted to make sure I supported you this week. Currently drinking a Braxton uh, Grater's Caramel Macchiato uh, collab. Awesome. Uh, yeah, no, thank you, Nathan. So Nathan's the one who, who jumped on and... Uh, Basically paid for this lens. Now, not after YouTube takes 30% and eBay takes another nine. And blah, blah, blah. But Nathan paid for this lens. And, and yeah. for that, I am very grateful. I I got this lens Monday. It, it, it was delivered Monday. It might have even been yesterday. Um, and holy crap, this thing is tack sharp. And I mean tack sharp. Um, where my Tamron... 10 to 24, which was the wide angle lens I was going to use on this camera. It's pretty good. It, it's, it's, it's a good lens. It's got definitely a lot more range, uh, but it's only an F4, uh, F4 to 5.6, I want to say. Um, but it ain't this sharp. 
this this lens makes this camera worth it so thank you nathan i i sincerely appreciate it and actually uh it makes it a little easier to send one of my other cameras over to Rhett, and Rhett is going to start shooting some stuff for a second channel so that should be starting up here pretty soon yeah so if you want more information make sure to join the patreon the super secret patreon that's actually not super secret but the super it's a secret super discord is super secret discord is and that is after the show but the patreon and discord channel and uh is an awesome area to join where honestly actually we so we kind of talked about this before but it is so awesome honestly if you think you're into tech guess what this patreon this discord channel it's it's a cheap price but you can always do more minimum one dollar but you can always do more but we have car stuff we have meme stuff we have trade stuff we have food stuff we have music stuff we have entertainment movie uh pop culture music computer stuff there's a specific town just for the talking heads to where all of our stuff goes to it is that amazing there are so many channels that i don't even remember and the best part the best part they're all Star Trek themed. <laughs> if you um, couldn't have guessed already. If you couldn't have guessed already, uh, they're Star Trek themed. We love Star Trek here. We're not like, you know, we don't go super into it. But again, we do love our Star Trek. Um, it is a fantastic community. Honestly, the mods that are here, they're fantastic mods. And I don't think from what we've seen, they don't even really have to work that hard. <laughs> That's why they do it for so cheap i mean basically we just pay them in compliments of like oh you guys are so great they Thank pay you. me oh uh, yeah exactly i mean they send us stuff. They're, they're still patrons so <laughs> that's how great they enjoy it um it's it's a fantastic fantastic place honestly it, it's it's a wonderful i am part of other discords other tech discords too that i personally have to pay for that where they drink bud light orange and it's like this is a horrible 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 why, why would you do that yeah. but i'm still paying for that yep. and it's horrible not as good not as good not actually i mean they're like actually i think last time i was in there they demoted me that's never happened in this channel uh-uh no so we join this we don't even have rankings everyone is equal everyone is equal that's right so except, make sure to do except that. ajp does have his own his own role so well uh he, big, gets a, he gets a special badge of honor Big, big, does, we, we don't allow him in there. Yeah. So, into too many things. Yep. So. Uh, you got another $5 donation. Uh, Killian's is my go-to, but what else would you suggest? Uh, also like Modelo Especial. John, you got uh, got anything in the, the, the lager, the Mexican lager? Oh, the Mexican lager? Oh, uh, so I have to go do what you did earlier. Okay, gotcha. 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 Okay. Um, I need I need two minutes, and I got I got your answer. Um, honestly, I don't do a lot of loggers in general, and we've talked about this on the show before. Um, so so you say you don't like anything uh, dark, and you don't like anything hoppy. Um, you're into kind of I don't want to say a narrow field for craft beer, uh, because there is something for everyone. But hoppy, dark, barrel aged, those are the the hallmarks of craft beer. Uh you can you can go reds and get something a lot more malty, you can go English, you can go German, you can I mean there's there's things that you can venture into that aren't 
hoppy or dark. But if if you're coming from from Modelo or Killian's or something like that, you're likely looking at a lager. And a lager in the crafting industry doesn't get sold all that much because we're looking at the the bomber bottles, the the 27 ounce bottles, and uh, I'm going, hmm, do I want to pay nine dollars for a four and a half percent lager, or do I want to pay eight dollars for an 11 percent barrel aged stout? Hmm, you know what? I think the stout is probably going to have more flavor, and so that's what we do. Uh, so it's not. I'm not slamming on lagers. I've had some delightful craft lagers, but none are coming to mind right now. <laughs> uh, reds have generally fallen out of style, and it's really sad. I love me a good red, a, a good, good Irish red or a red ale, um, and and that one hurts me. Uh, I fully agree with that, Skull. I I I want my reds back. I, I really do. Spyglass, I'm not going to say it on the air. So, um, and nor did I say that. There, There's almost a place for every beer. And it's, I'm, I'm going to quote Whiskey Tribe on this one. The best kind of whiskey is the whiskey you like to drink. And the best way to drink it is the way you like to drink it. So you can like whatever beer you want. And that's totally on you. And if you enjoy that, that's totally cool. Uh, all are welcome. There's no shaming, except for Bud Light Orange, because that crap is vile. Uh, everyone secretly loves gingers. <laughs> uh, Emma, uh, I should send more beer to Hops and Brews. He does a great job advertising for your Discord. Do you know how much John has drank for free <laughs> on my account? <laughs> um... Although at this point we're pretty much even because John owned a tap house for a while and I drink for free when he owned the tap house. So, yeah. Uh, have I tried Dragon Stout? Of course I've tried Dragon Stout. I have two of them in my fridge. Uh, Dragon's Milk is what you're looking at. Uh, American Lagers make great beer brats. Yes, they do. Uh, reds are getting hard to find. Yeah. Uh, there's really only a couple regular reds that are still out and about. Uh, there's Ninkasi Dawn of the Red, which is a hopped red. It's a red IPA, essentially. Uh, it's fantastic, but it is, it is also an IPA. It's also a, a, a hoppy style beer. Um, trying to think of the last good red that I had, because it's been a while. Yeah. Why does it not surprise me that you're a magnificent bastard? It shouldn't. I have one of their shirts. I, ha I have a Whiskey Tribe shirt. Uh, so I, I think I talked about this last week or maybe the week before that it, uh, at one point in 2020, after I had started thinking about uh, quitting my job and going full time, I was going to organize like a, a US tour of craft computing to do collaborations with other YouTubers. And Whiskey Tribe was on my list. I, I wanted to reach out to them and say, hey, can we shoot a video together? Uh, and while I'm down there, can I hit up Modern Road? You know, 
God, I'd, I'd love to work with Brian Brushwood. I want to go over and see Greg over in New York with How to Drink. Uh, I want to go down to Florida and drive cars with Salazar. You know, there's so many different things that I want to do. And this last year put everything to a halt. And don't worry, those things are coming. Those things will definitely happen. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're awesome, Craft. I'm a little late to the party. What are you drinking? I am having an Irish sidecar. It is a sidecar essentially just made with uh, with Irish whiskey. Uh, so whiskey, lemon juice, uh, simple syrup, and triple sec. And it's delicious. It's actually one of the better sidecars I've had in a long time. Uh, been been trying to find the, the right mix of liqueurs for that. Uh, while John is, uh, taking care of his little one, I think I'm going to make my next drink, which is actually a fairly simple drink. So let me go grab an ice cube really quick. Oh, oh Jeff's ass. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I uh, I had a four-year-old be a little difficult uh, <laughs> wanting wanting his dad to go to sleep. So, yep. and that was he. Uh, so. He is really into Candy Crush, and he had to play a single round of Candy Crush. So I'm not going to say my ice game is uh, the best, but it's getting there. It's very nice. Yeah. It's it's better than my just cubes. Yeah. Uh, did you already say what you're doing? I have not. There we go. See, look how sharp this lens is. You can see pores on oh my, my nose. Oh my gosh, Jeff. No, take it back. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my next drink is a fairly simple one, but with a an Oregon twist, shall we say. Oh, pine? Um, no. Oh. Uh, so you're not entirely wrong. It is a gin drink. Ah, uh, so I am hey, gonna, same so, here. So I am gonna make a gin and tonic of sorts. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. All right. Ooh, now I'm really curious. All right. Did we have the same idea? Maybe, maybe. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna be using Oregon Spirit Dry Gin, uh, made in the Pacific Northwest, and this stuff is freaking amazing. Oh, not, I, that's a great gin. Not quite as Oregon as the, the Vivacity native gin, uh, which is, if you want to taste Oregon, that's what it tastes like. Yeah. Um, but this stuff is still really good. Uh, so I'm going to do two and a half ounces of my Oregon dry gin. I'm going to do, eh, it's closer to three. <laughs> and that glass uh, filled up quick. I'm going to do just a little splash of simple. Literally just a splash. And I've got a lime here. Again, we're... I'm, I'm curious what the next item will be. <laughs> I don't have a ledge of lime. lime. Uh, well, I I'm wish just, I I'm did. I'm just squeezing the lime. So well, doing some but lime you have, at least you have fresh lime. I do. Uh, I, I, I do not. Yep. 
I almost I had not. to get bottled, but my wife happened to be going to the store like two hours ago. I, I went to the store today and uh, I didn't go to the grocery store, but uh, the uh, I was at the bottle shop and they do have stuff and they didn't have lime. So uh, this has been okay in Oregon for a while. Uh, I don't know if it's okay on YouTube, so I'm not going to do it on like a main video, but uh, I went ahead and got some of this to fill in for the tonic water. So I'm not going to say it out loud. But uh, we're we're gonna do a blood orange tonic. How's that? <laughs> we did come up with the same thing. <laughs> really? I am not gonna. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I got the boneyard lemon. Good. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I was gonna do a, a hop one, but uh, hop water, uh, Lagunitas hop water, and they couldn't. They ran it out, and so I was like, "What well, boneyard?" Hilarious. And then I was like, well, what's citrusy? And oh, they got the lemon and ginger. And I was like, lemon and ginger would be really good in a gin and tonic. Yeah. And, I, and I, so, I, I went blood orange. <laughs> yeah. I know. I saw those right next to it. And so I was like, oh, but I, we're do well, well, we'll talk later. But yeah, I was like, boneyard, very Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have the I do have some of the boneyard elixirs, the the cola. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So those are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've never I did, I've never I, had the cola. Make one. one of those with a Cuba Libre. Do do a little oh, rum and really? coke with that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, essentially splash I, of lime, I some am, bitters, and I am doing the same drink. So I am going to go though with a uh, barrel aged gin. Oh. So I'm going to go a little bit darker, a little bit smokier. This is Blinking Owl's barrel-aged gin. I'm going to do the, the same amount, 2.5. Uh, I don't have a fresh lime, so it is just lime juice. Mm -hmm. uh, but I am a very lime-forward person, so I'm probably going to do at least an ounce of lime. I like a lot of it. Um, and then I'm going to do Boneyard's Lemon and Ginger Sparkling Beverage is how they say it. Sparkling uh, there's Beverage. A, there, is a, there is a middle part, and uh, again, it, it is legal here in Oregon yep. and a few other states, but because of that, um, you saw the close-up, so you probably know what it is. Yep. Uh, Spoon says, use the one he sent. Yeah, I, 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 still, I still need to do it. Of videos on those and honestly i will i have it planned but it's like one of those i need three weeks to do all of them because yeah. i am not gonna chance uh me feeling weird mm -hmm. um so <laughs> but uh so yeah barrel aged gin and tonic with boneyard lemon and ginger yep cheers john cheers jeff and uh, one of my favorite glasswares um, from the old days <laughs> yep. of my 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 bottle shop. One of the <laughs> tap rooms. One of my neat things to bring into the Oregon area was the eight ounce pints. Yes. <laughs> hmm. mm. Don't know how well this works. <laughs> I mean, With it works. It works. It works. But it's like I don't know how well. Yeah, with the barrel gin, that one might not be the, it, the it best. Def mix. It definitely needs a much more aromatic gin. Yeah. It um, 
I was because I was gonna do it with I, I got some Roku gin. And this is a very great Japanese yeah. uh, aromatic gin, but I love drinking this stuff straight. Right. And, I, I have and, a couple other gins up there that's like, I'm not using those in cocktails. I'm and sorry. that's kind of what I was like, <laughs> oh, what other gin do I have? Oh, I just got a barrel age. It's going to be interesting, but I don't know how bad it's going to be. Yeah, I, I have a Crater know? Lake Prohibition gin that I like Ooh. drinking straight. Um, and then I have one from Hillsboro, Oregon from Big Bottom Distillery. It's their barrel finished gin. Mm. And uh, that stuff is incredible. Although I do make one cocktail specifically with that, that you will see upcoming on the channel. So stay tuned. Yeah, mine's not not terrible. Um, it's, uh, by the way, I don't think either of us tried this before the show. So we're, no, we're trying no, these I, cocktails. I, I, this, this, is, this was yeah. a shot in the dark for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. This was a gin and tonic. So I wanted to do a Lagunitas hop water gin and tonic, which uh -huh. I've had before. I love it. I think right. it's a fantastic, very refreshing, especially with a fresh lime. Yeah. Two, three slices of wine, lime. It's fantastic. But I, I couldn't find it. This made me think. And also, it, it kind of tied into some news that we had today. Did you already do any of the news? Uh, I did I, not. Uh, okay. We can we can get these are pretty quick, so we can probably yep. get into them and Let's just hit it. punch them out. Um, so recently, there was actually a brewery. Let's go down the list, right? Um, sunken treasure was stolen. Literally, sunken treasure was stolen. Yep, and it was six hundred liters of beer, <laughs> and not old beer that you might think. You know, it wasn't a bunch of old piratey bottles. Actually, no, this was an experiment within a brewery that they wanted to barrel age uh, 600 liters of beer underwater in a ship. And they wanted to barrel age it for uh, one year or uh, se several months, but mm -hmm. it ended up being a year. When they went down with, they, they collaborated with a, a diving institute to help them get it. When they went down at the end of the year to go and get it, I, uh, it was gone. And so they are reporting that 600 liters. So someone dived down, found 600 liters of beer, and uh, stole it. Kind of, uh, kind of interesting. Um, the oh, I don't remember where the, this was. Like off the coast of like <laughs> northern Russia, because <laughs> I know this was a Russian shipwreck. Um, so, but yeah, it was. Who who would steal 600 liters of beer? <laughs> I, I don't. Well. <laughs> John. Okay, I, I I do know. Yes, I would, I would, <laughs> I would totally be like if I was diving, like, oh, this is beer, it's great. I, I, it would be awesome to see a bunch of kegs underwater, um, but still, it, <laughs> man, that that stinks. After all that work, after all that dedication, yep, uh, to come back a year later because it's not like you can afford to periodically check on this beer. You know, this is a small little local brewery um, that just partnered with a diving club mm -hmm. uh, or a diving school. And basically, they dived once to put it down there and dived again to bring it back up yep. for a whole year. And during that time, they never checked it. <laughs> so uh, it's it's kind of, a, I mean, it's not a... Not a huge story, but I just thought it was a very interesting yeah. story. If you want to know more about it, the link is in the description below. 
or in the comments or yeah you know what i'm talking about um there's a couple of so goose island is actually one of our personal favorite seasonal beers that they released is the bourbon county stout jeff got to have some i still have yet to take mine away from jeff he's already drank a couple of them on the show one of them i thought was mine making me very upset uh that's how good their beer is <laughs> um and so they are partnering with a very probably famous candy that you might know that is released once a year it's probably got one of the more famous commercials since me growing up in the you know in the 90s was yeah 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 the Cadbury Egg. Yes. So Goose Island is partnering up with the Cadbury Cream Egg, making a Cadbury Cream Stout. As far as I know, though, unfortunately, though, this is only released in the UK. Mm. As far because it's only brewed by Goose Island UK. It will be available on their online store, but uh, I have not seen anything about this. So... Any of the UK friends, I know E-Tech, come on, give me some. Um, <laughs> we we have friends over there. We have friends uh, over there. I've got there, multiple so contacts you, I can get in touch with. If you can get us some. So this is a 4.5% vanilla cream caramel uh, ale that is supposed to taste like the Cadbury cream egg. If you are trying to be the new Easter bunny, this might be the new egg for you, beer for you don't know um interesting actually you know i haven't seen though goose island do themed beers partnerships a whole lot too often so that's i i think is one of the more interesting things with this particular one because majority of the time we talk about goose island and just the bourbon county stouts uh or the, you know the different variants they they have they're not really known for partnering with a brand name uh, I do believe, though, that the reason they're doing this is that it is Cadbury's 50th anniversary. So there is that. Um, if you are a stout lover, you are love that ch light chocolatey creaminess, you might want to go pick the sun one up. It's only coming in at 4.5%, so it's not really going to get you too, you know, schnockered. I think it's going to be more focused on flavors. So I think that would be a very nice thing. Um, and then the last one, a little bit of local news. And actually, it's kind of big, too. It's local big news. Mm -hmm. And you might have to hit the uh, I am 21 again, Jeff, because mm -hmm. um, is that Boneyard, the place I got mine from, which is a little local place that you could not even get cans of till this year. God, hinted at, I, this has actually been a big controversy today because yeah. it was announced today Deschutes are partnering with them, and some people are saying Deschutes bought them out. Um, they're joining forces with Boneyard Beer. Local Oregonians will know Boneyard Beer is probably one of the most renowned craft IPAs out there. Their <laughs> RPM was like one of the best, dankiest yes. IPAs you could have ever gotten. Yeah. Next, next to next to block fifteen. Block fifteen. Went, how did you do that? <laughs> how did you do that? Exactly. <laughs> right. And and the the mystery between Boneyard was they never did cans. They're right. like, nope, you can only get it in cakes. Yeah. Even when I bought them, 
They're like, how are you going to distribute this beer? What's the regulations? You're going to do it. You can only sell it during this time. You yep. can't do this. Yeah. And so they were very strict until previous, you know, 2020. Yeah. They were forced to do some stuff uh, to change their sale tactic tactics. And so, but apparently the original head brewer that uh, started Boneyard was uh, an original brewer at Deschutes. 15, 20 years ago when Deschutes opened up 31 years ago. Yeah. So there was already that relationship. And Deschutes is pretty, at least West Coast, mid mid United States, pretty well known. They're yes. still independent. Uh, they're one of the, I think, the third largest brewery in the West Coast. Yeah. Second largest in Oregon. Yeah. Something around that, you know. Yeah, uh, Widmer, was... Widmer is in front of them, and then it's Widmer. Deschutes. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, and and yeah, everyone knows Widmer for the Widmer Hef because it's at every airport and every bar you've ever been to in your life. And Deschutes is one of the few craft beers that you can get nationwide. Yeah, uh, it's it's got the we, Fresh Greed, the Mirror Pond, the, yep. uh, there's a couple other Black scouts. Porter. Blackbeat Porter, thank um, you. Yeah, so... What's really funny is uh, I've I've told this before. I was in Wisconsin one time, and we were me and uh, uh, one of my colleagues. We were looking for craft beers that we could try or cocktails that we could try, and uh, we struck out like four days in a row at, at different bars. Like, oh yeah, we've got fifteen taps: Bud, Bud Light, Miller, Miller Light, Coors, Coors Light. Yeah, like that was their tap list. That was a tap house in in Wisconsin. Was. 17 domestics. 17 domestics <laughs> a widmer hef and and a, a new glara spotted cow that was their tap list and uh we found an irish pub uh in the middle of flipping nowhere uh and uh they had two deschutes beers on tap so there was a black beet porter and there was a mirror pond and yep. uh I, I ordered the black beet porter first and my buddy or, ordered the mirror pond and then we swapped on the next round <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Black Bee Porter is probably a lot of people's also introduction to craft beer because it's a very pleasant stout to go in, a porter, dark beer to go into. Uh, dark beers are are usually a very easy gateway beer to, to jump into. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I've got to call this out. Uh, Stressmaster says, Wisconsin Appleton Fox River Mall. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he knows exactly yeah no what he, you're talking about that irish pub is freaking awesome uh their their cocktails were great their their tap menu was outstanding they had 36 touts and there's not a single thing in there that i'm like eh, i really don't want that like everything on the list was fantastic not only that but the food was great too but no that's freaking funny <laughs> Then I went, yeah, I went to an Irish pub in Wisconsin. He goes, oh, yeah, Appleton, Fox River Mall. <laughs> <laughs> so It's the uh, only yeah. one in Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> it probably is, actually. Um, so there is some lure. So literally this story broke like an hour bef before this show mm -hmm. or before I had to, like five, four o'clock. And it was everyone's asking questions because they are not technically claiming they bought boneyard out they're not technically claiming that they're just collaborating no one quite knows it is we've joined forces with we've, boneyard we are now one in the same what does that mean which 
which usually means money exchanged hands in some way, shape, and form. Yeah, money exchanged hands, and I own 49% now. That's kind of what it, it sounds yeah. like to me. Or, um, or we purchased a majority stake, which means we can tell you what we whatever we want to tell you. Like, it could certainly be that as well. Well, but, the interesting... Yeah, I would love to see... The it sounds to me that uh, because they are collaborating, they're they're old brothers in in brew because they also used to keep the the main brewer of Boneyard used to brew for Deschutes, and they stated that in the article that they're all friends. Is I'm betting they're basically Deschutes is just going to put them under their brand name, and throw their distribution and take you know a thirty percent cut, something like that, right? Because their IPA is an extremely well done yes. West Coast style IPA. Yeah. They do make very great core beers. And un- you know, the one the one thing I have to ding Boneyard is they don't venture off too far. They yeah. have core beers and they sell their core beers. And their very core beers well. sell a hell of a lot. And they sell a yeah. hell of a lot. But I, I think because they're they Honestly, the, I've been to their tap room. Their their brewery and tap room is the size of my garage. Yeah, and they just recently in 2019 they have two expanded. vats. That's it. Yeah, they have two vats. Yeah. and and it wasn't until 2019 they were like, we're gonna expand, and so they were operating for 10 years plus in a space that is the size of a standard two car garage. Uh, I'm not kidding you. It, it, it yeah. was amazing that they were just cranking out 24 seven beer yeah. uh, to just supply Oregon with beer. Yeah. And then, so I think, I think that's kind of what it was is the shoot says, look, you guys got a great brand. You got a great product. Let's take your beer. Let's, let's distribute it. Maybe, maybe this might be that Boneyard might start tinkering with stuff, some stuff locally. Yeah. Like the shoots is going to take over the, the RPM, the hot venom. How, what was the, um, um, the stout that you had? Yeah. The, the stout the... that you had, uh, Suge Knight. No, oh, Suge Knight. Oh, Suge, God, Suge yeah. Knight was oh. Boneyard. Right. And now, <laughs> now that, that can be distributed in a bottle. Oh. The, the one story that Jeff has of like, I, I went too far is I, with I, a Boneyard beer. Right. I drank too much. It was because there was the 14% Boneyard Suge Knight. Yeah, that beer is incredible, and let me tell you, it sneaks up on you. Yeah, so if if we can get <laughs> especially Deschutes when you have seven of them to 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 bottle that, we because right now currently it's only available in keg. That's and then spread it nationwide. I'm down for that as long because Deschute has a great quality control. So yeah. I I'm excited, but yet still at the same time I don't know what technically is going on um and it it stinks that because i know the reason behind this why this happened but it could be a blessing in disguise so uh scott just filled me in that it's dame time apparently and uh dame hit a winning three-point shot against the warriors 108 106 final nice oh i take down the warriors can't wait for the second half of the season yep how has he not gotten MVP status every year? Every he, year, he's, he's he's always in contention. He's now in the conversation. Here's what I'll say. Um, we're going to get into like five minutes of basketball ranting. Are you ready? Let's go. Um, 
Dame is one of those players that it's like you never know what you've got until it's gone. Now, Portland knows what they have. Portland knows who Damian Lillard is. Portland traded up in the draft to get him at number seven because no everyone else was sleeping on him. Yeah. Uh, and when we got Dame Lillard, it was a, a, a celebration like I've not heard in a long time in Portland. Uh, I mean, we were thrilled to get Greg Oden, don't, don't get me wrong, but we we when we drafted Damian Lillard, we needed a point guard for the future, and that was it. Oh, and he showed himself the first year, too. And the first game. His yeah. first game, he went head-to-head against Kobe. Yeah. His first game in the NBA, he he's dropping threes on Kobe and, and going back and forth on John with him. And it's like, this... And, and Kobe said it best, this boy is serious. Uh, and uh, so I, I think he dropped like 28 points with Kobe guarding him. Like... He goes, you can't touch me. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been lights out ever since. And uh, I heard it said best the other day, your favorite NBA player's player is Damian Lillard. They're, he's the one that other players look up to. He's the one that, that they say, he's got the work ethic. He's got the skills. He has the raw talent and the desire and the drive. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the rap battle. <laughs> don't 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 put that in there. <laughs> don't don't put his rap game in there. He's still probably the best rapper in the NBA, but that's maybe maybe. But like, but that's only since Diesel left. Like, yeah, like just yeah. stop that part. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one part. Like, dude, don't don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not gonna diss on his rap game. I'm I'm not. But uh, I, I've heard it enough. It's like, yeah. says rant doesn't trigger rant alert. I'm not ranting yet. He's not uh, ranting yet. No, yeah. not even close. Yeah. This is the, although, so yeah, but honestly, I can't think of a, a three point. He's an awesome point guard yeah. and a three point shooter. I don't know anyone that can do the three point shots or some of the shots that he does. What's, what's funny is Steph Curry got famous for it. Uh, I mean, I mean, Steph Curry was an incredible. Steph Curry is a lot like Dame Lillard, but Steph Curry won a couple titles. Uh, but, but that's that not because had... of Steph Curry; it's because of his supporting staff. No, I I will say a big chunk of it is from Steph Curry. Oh no, no, no. Okay, it, like it, a big but it, chunk. But it, but, it, but it is a big help that he has a big supporting staff. It is You're not, not always on the on the burden of Steph Curry. Right. To where currently the Blazers are kind of plagued with injury, 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 injury. Right. They have great players. As is Portland bus- basketball. I and mean, it, yeah, exactly. It, let, it, let's it, define it, Portland basketball. Greg Oden, Portland. Brandon Roy, Sam Bowie. You know what? You know what Portland basketball is though. Portland basketball is let's go all out all the time. Yeah. Oh crap, we got hurt. Yeah. That, that's what it is. We we every is, single like, time I get excited for a season. So so I'll five get ex- games and then someone goes all out and then oh I'm hurt. So so I'm a fan of two professional sports franchises. I'm a fan of the Detroit Lions, and every time I get excited, we underperform. <laughs> And every time I get excited for Portland, someone gets hurt or multiple someones get hurt. Um, yeah. That happened two years ago when when we were getting hot. We we had won like 12 in a row. We were playing and the Nurkic. Nets and Nurkic goes down. Yeah. Goes down with a oh, brutal. Bad, bad leg. Oh, I, I literally started sobbing. Oh, it um, was bad. I, I mean, I, not even like as a sports fan, just as like a, as a human being. Like... 
watching him that go hurt, down that with hurt. that injury. Yeah. Uh, and at that time and, and knowing what, what that it meant. was, it was what, like, it was even still technically the, the, the first quarter of the season, the first half of the season. No, that, that was March. Was it? It was March. It, it was oh. like after the all-star break, let's ramp up for the playoffs. It was like the third or fourth game back from the all-star break. Oh, and, and he, and he breaks his leg in two places. Yeah. And, I remember that. and non-contact injury just, just comes down. Just and, fell, he fell wrong. He fell wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, not even fell wrong, just stepped wrong. And no, I thought he went for a rebound. He went for, down. He went for a rebound and landed flat on his feet. And one of his legs went, Nope. Yep. Yeah. And, and it was just, yeah. Um, but back to Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard is, I know I'm a fan. I know I'm a Blazers fan, but when the media is finally starting to look at stats and figures and and shot percentages and everything else, they go, you know, Curry got got famous really, I mean, for the couple of titles, but but people used to say that Dame has Curry range until they figured out that Curry has Dame range because Dame shoots them from further away at a higher at a higher percentage. Higher percentage. Way higher percentage. Way like higher percentage. 45-44% from half court. Yes. Yeah, uh Dame Dame shoots at 38% from 35 feet plus. Yeah. It well there was there was a couple the uh uh Lillard came back and uh he drained a 3 to win the game and it was like 4 or 5 feet from the line. And everyone's like, oh, he's back. And then I commented on there like, Damian Lillard does that from like 10 feet further back. Right. I don't know why you guys are celebrating. This is nothing. Damian Lillard took Paul George. By the way, the defending uh, defensive champion of the year, the, the, the defensive player of the year defending champ, guarding Damian Lillard. And Damian Lillard took him on a simple crossover step back. Yeah. From 40 feet. Oh, it, and mean, by the way, he waved off a screen. He said, no, 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 I got this fool. And he pulled up and he drained it from 40 feet to end a series. And Curry's never done that. No, I mean, that, Curry's got range. I'm I'm not dissing on Curry, but people he, are finally starting the, he, to wake up to what Lillard can do. That's the thing. I well, And what Lillard has some, been doing. I, I think Curry honestly has a little bit of a faster shot than Dame, uh, but I Dame's Mm-mm. range is much much greater in percentage. Um, although although okay, hang on, there are I, there I, are a few will, cases I will of say, Dame just throwing it and literally just like oh my god, that's an amazing shot. I, I I will say from the Pats and catch game. So so if if Curry is playing off the ball, and yeah. Curry runs around a screen and gets a pass, his pull up speed is incredible. I will give that one to Curry. What I will say is on ball, when Dame is dribbling a guy down, yes, Dame's right. Dame's footwork, ball handling, etc. Oh, yeah, is a generation in front of Curry. Yes. Oh, I, I'll agree. Although his actually, ability you know, I, to create his own three point shot, not just hit oh, the oh open no, jumpers. his 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 like reach and over back step is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, although actually, you know, I I don't know the stat. What is the height difference? Uh, Dame is six foot two. I am taller than Damian Lillard. Yes, and I, for for a point guard, 
He's not the tallest. He's not the shortest. He's actually pretty mid. No, and he's short. Reason, he's short for a point guard. He's yeah, six foot and, one. And six isn't foot one, Steph six foot like four, six four? I think Steph is six foot four. Yeah. Yeah. And so technically, it's a, it, I, you know, honestly, I, I think people judge that. It's, yeah. oh, he's a shorter guy. That's right. that, that's why he's faster. Right. You know, and, and no, no, it's, it's, it's harder for a six foot four guy to do the things that a six foot two guy does. Yeah. And I think that's where the fault comes. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, there's skill for skill. I don't care. Like, honestly, I am more entertained by Damian Lillard. And like, I, how many, bla- we've gone to Blazer games together mm-hmm. and we were just like, you literally broke the, the suite we were in. <laughs> I might've punched a hole in the ceiling. <laughs> I'm also um, six foot five and I got excited and I threw my hands up are, to go. Yeah. But, I mean, but and I punched a but, hole through the drop ceiling in the, yeah, in the place. We were there and that's a live game. I understand that's a live game, but, uh, just watching like, I, I don't know, Steph Curry play. It's not technically as exciting because I guess it's almost like watching the Lakers. Now it's like, Oh, you bought a dream team. I'll, 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 I'll say, I'll say this. There are a couple of players in all of sport, I don't care what the sport is, but all of sport, who when they have the ball in their hands and there's 60 seconds left in the clock, the entire stadium goes <gasps> and, and collectively holds their breath. You can hear yeah. it. You can feel it. There it's, are a very select ooh, ooh. few. I got, I got, I got a great. There are even, there are even fewer. Well, 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 let's just say at any point in the game, if Barry Sanders got the ball, you went and and, and he either got three it, yards or he got 60. And, it was, it, and he could no, do no. both with equal regularity. No, here, here it is. It is more like Brett Favre as the quarterback, the wild quarterback that was like, I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to throw this amazing throw and he had the stats to do it. Right. And or Antonio sometimes- Freeman is going to be there. It's gonna be right, there. and and I, I think it's I think it's a bit more, or it's gonna be disappointing. But right. I want to. I oh, Brett Favre got the ball. Yeah, throw it, do something with it, and I want to watch that. Tim that's, Tim says Curry is a better three point shooter, bro. Uh, scoreboard, bro. No. Stat board, bro. No, no, no. no. Curry, Curry hits now. Now they're twos. they're they're one and two in the NBA. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but. No, because uh, it, are they on threes? Because I don't. Well, this year Curry just came back because last year he had a he had bad injury. Yeah. So, um, but th- and then this year he his couple of re-entry games were amazing games, uh, stats wise, mm-hmm. amazing games. But they're not doing so well in yeah. as far as playoffs. Um, I I don't. But that makes me think again because so look, there's that's the difference. That's why I've always thought the difference of of curry and lillard lillard is literally holding the team right now as the whole team is injured by the way i just pulled up the dame lillard winning three from tonight just to give it a look just yeah it was a step back 33 footer okay i gotta watch this <laughs> like career percentage yeah curry's up yeah no um look from look from curry range Ex- exclude three-point shots under 27 feet. 
Anyway. I want to watch John. For once, it was front page ESPN. For once, the Blazers actually mattered. Oh. Yep. Oh, God. That's... Step back yeah. eight feet behind the line. Yep. Just way. Yeah. He literally did, did a signature. Dump. I'm going to jump yeah. and good to go. Yeah. Now, yeah. I thought it's, it's not his furthest range, but that was a great, great three, and, and they didn't have him. Mm-hmm. But again, too, look, the Blazers are down three of their starters, three, four of their starters. Three. And, yeah. yeah. And, and, and Warriors, by the way, they're also fifth in the West. Yeah. And, and they're holding a very nice stat right now. And everyone is supposed to come back within the next three to four three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. Yep. And so basically the whole end of the season, they're supposed to have their full roster back. Uh, they're supposed to have two of them back. Uh, Zach Collins is still still up in the air, but uh, uh, CJ is already in the gym. Uh, yeah, see, well, they, they... And uh, he'll be back after the All-Star break, and then Nurk should be back shortly thereafter. Yeah, well, CJ sh- could have technically come back a couple weeks ago, but they said, eh, give it, give it like two more weeks. Yeah, we were winning, so why... Why, why push why it? it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, but that's, that's, I guess, the difference is Damien is used to that pressure. Yep. I don't know if Steph is. Uh, of like, I, I got to carry the team. I think that's unfair. Um, uh, because, really? because, because, no, Steph, look, look, how, how many of his championship seasons? But look at where the Golden had, State Warriors came from. The Golden State Warriors were worse than the Blazers when Steph came into the league, and Steph's been he, with them yes. the entire time. And, and so, and Steph but he carried, hasn't won a championship until they bought more players uh, to help him out. Yeah, but Portland's always been looking for that missing piece. I think I think that's I think that's an overdone but, argument. But but now nah, whoa 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 because Bla- how often have the Blazers been in the playoffs? So technically, it's almost been almost. Uh, Dame's been a, there a, six out of the nine a, years. Yeah, and seven out of nine years. And and then and then the Warriors. Um, how often have they been there without a supporting super multi-billion dollar team? Well, that's how you build the team. And the thing is, the Blazers always knew we had a weakness somewhere. It was either wing defense, it was we didn't have a center, finally we got a center, yeah. and, oh, and I, CJ gets I, I'm hurt. Not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dissing that. the Blazers. I, I do diss the Blazers recruiting. Look, yes. No, no, no. Look, look, at the, look at the team that Dame came in and they built around him immediately. It was LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, Robin Lopez, uh, Wesley Matthews, and Nick Batum, who, by the way, three of the four of those are still starters in the NBA for different teams. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Rolo has been bouncing around from team to team. And I, I actually, I think Rolo is starting this year. Uh, but you've got two bona fide all-stars that were on Lillard's team with him. And LaMarcus doing his his own thing going, you know what? I want to be the man. Like like I was brought in to be the, the man. And then Brandon Roy took over. And then I was the man for two years. And, and then who's this Lillard guy who comes in and he's getting all the hype? Yeah. And it's like, well, LaMarcus, if you would show up for more than, you know, four games a season, maybe yeah. people would take you seriously. And for one season he did, and it was incredible. And and we beat the Rockets in, in five games or in six games. But yeah, so 
don't know. I, 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 and then I he don't... left to go to the Spurs to get an easier path to the championship. And then the Blazers lasted one day less in the playoffs than he did. Yeah. Anyway, I will be uh, right but, back. So. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't like, I guess I don't like the aspect of all, most of the teams, especially right now. Hey, let's throw money. Let's get that super team going. And, oh, we were the greatest. You know, we were the greatest team ever, blah, blah, blah. And that's what the um, L.A. Lakers did early on with Kobe and Shaquille. Uh, that's at least how I feel. That's what I believe the Warriors followed suit past that. Um, it's And the Spurs on top of that. I think there are just too many teams buying their way. Uh, I think Jeff had to go pee. Um, he couldn't hold it. Honestly, I have to too, but I'm a man and I have, I'm going to hold it. And it's almost 10 um, guys over the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else do we got? What else we got? So we only have a few more minor uh, things. We've got two more game entertainment stuff, and then we'll probably take some Q and A and we'll probably be around for 15 more minutes. But again, I do have to stress that there is a super secret after show afterwards on the Patreon. There's usually like, 25 to 30 people on there it is a fantastic day and you usually ask last about two hours longer so if you are liking this content and you want a little bit more uncensored friendly let's ask questions let's do whatever stuff it is the patreon it is a minimum of one dollar to join thank you big big spoon for 199 um He's basically trying to say, join the super secret, awesome uh, section of Hops and Brews. So you want to subscribe to that. I'm going to promote myself while Jeff's not here. But no, really, honestly, the Patreon at uh, Craft Computing is an amazing after show. It is legitimately only $1. But if you'd love to do more, it all it does, it really does put the lights on at Jeff's house. It helps unflood his basement every other month. Because it seems that every three to four months, somehow a pump breaks. So who knows? Um, but yeah. Oh, oh, there he is. He's back. <laughs> so basically, I was saying my hatred for teams that buy superstars for championships. Eh. And, then I, and then I stated, hey, we've gone too long on NBA talk, and we have two more things to talk about, and it's we do. 10 o'clock. Let's hit them. Uh, yep. So first off uh mediatonic uh you might not know the name but you probably know the game uh they are the creators of fall guys uh they are the latest i guess acquisition yeah yes yeah right that is the uh, proper term by epic games so fall guys is now an epic games studio to go along with uh the rocket league studio Let's find a fun game that everyone is getting into and kill it. Yep. Uh, let's buy it and put it on a Which with Fall Guys, they got into like six months late. So Yeah, but whatever. I mean, like, hey, let's let's put it on the Epic Game platform. You have to download it now from Epic Games. And, oh, it crashed. Ah, oh, dang it. I got to reboot. Let's try this again. And 99.9. Ah, crashed. Okay, let's try this again. Download. Okay, there it goes. Yeah. That's... Pretty much what's probably going to happen. Oh, it's not a big game, so maybe not. But you know, I'm just—I don't. Epic Games, I like their game titles, but then when they launch their own channel or what it launcher, no, I, I didn't like that. So, and it, it, 
a lot of bugs. Yeah. Um, and then our favorite personal topic, Star Trek. But not my favorite. Not maybe not the best series to talk about. Might have gotten a lot of. I will. I will. I will admit, this particular series probably got a lot of more fanboys involved in Star Trek. It's fair, although maybe not for the right reasons. But it did get a little lot a lot more attention from them. It did. It did. It did. Uh, Especially season three episode. I think it was season, like season, season three episode 24. 24. Yeah. And then season one. Season, season four episode one. Season four one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially the end of that one. Yep. And that spandex suit. Oh, my, yeah. But uh, Star Trek. She Voyager. needs it for regeneration purposes, John. That's, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Um, but Star Trek Voyager, if you've ever watched it, uh, the but all now she's through... fine with the leather jacket. And the... <laughs> I, I, actually, I, I think she still looks pretty good. I'll, <laughs> honestly, I'll take later seven of nine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got no problem with either one. I, I'm sure she's got that spandex suit somewhere back there. I'm sure. Anyway, uh. <laughs> uh, so Star Trek Voyager, uh, there's been, uh, kind of a revival of talk around Star Trek Voyager because uh, Robert Doug McNeil and Rob and uh, Garrett Wang have started their own podcast. So that is Harry Kim yep. and uh, Tom Paris uh, have started Ensign, a podcast Ensign called- Tom Paris. Ensign Tom Paris. Or, or, or Harry Kim. And, and Ensign Harry Kim. And at one point, and, Ensign at one Tom point. Paris, but then re-promoted because screw you, you Ensign Kim. Yeah. Uh, uh, they have started their own podcast called the Delta Flyers, where they go episode by episode and and answer questions and talk about experiences on the show. And it's actually a pretty good podcast. I've been enjoying listening to a couple of those. Uh, but that's not why we're talking about them today. We're talking about them today because Robert Duncan McNeil is uh, lobbying to Paramount, the parent company of Star Trek uh, licensing, to bring up a digital streaming only show for Captain Proton, which was a holodeck series. It was a series of what, three episodes, three, four episodes, three, three or four episodes. I think so. Yeah. Uh, that, that took place uh, on, on Star Trek Voyager. And so it yes. was a holodeck drama straight out of like the 1940s. Yeah. So if you're ever thinking of, um, Oh gosh. Oh man. What was that? I, I literally had this while you were talking and I forgot it. <laughs> um, what is that black and white star? Um, oh man, I I totally bombed this. Oh gosh, what what was that sci-fi show? Um, the black and white one. That is, it's basically that's what it's based off of. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, uh, Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers and the 20, uh, yeah. So it's basically based off of that yeah. um, type of a, of a deal. You know, you can kind of see the strings, um, everything. And so uh, that's what the Captain Proton was. Yeah. Um, if you don't know that Tom Paris was very nostalgic in the 21st century technology type thing. And so during their uh, limited power starship run, Mm -hmm. Apparently, they could run the holodeck at 
full power. Um, whatever. But, uh, you know, you take the color out and it's less power. Right. So, you know, what? Um, true morale is a very important thing that you often overlook, John. Oh, yes, I understand. So black and whiteness is a... Right. So, but honestly, actually, you know, maybe not uh, uh, a full-on series. Sorry, Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. That's kind of the one I was thinking more of, Flash Gordon. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there was the up-and-coming Nickelodeon's prodigy uh and yeah you know this as a homage a single episode type thing of uh, maybe mentioning them or maybe harry kim uh and tom paris showing up because tom paris technically was a a prodigy of uh a pilot a pilot prodigy mm-hmm. and harry kim was kind of an engineer prodigy he was just a really good engineer yep just never got promoted. What, what I love is that virtually everyone in Voyager has, uh, via canon, been promoted in the future, except for Harry yep. Kim still. Uh, oh, yeah. Because even the future episode that Harry Kim and Chakotay got to themselves, Harry Kim was a renegade <laughs> who, yeah, who, was- had, who had a guilty conscience because he killed Voyager because he sent them the wrong coordinates for a transwarp tunnel. And blew the ship apart, and him and Chakotay made it back to Earth, and that was it. Yeah, and uh, and, and so he, yeah, he was like, "Oh, I drank myself." Right, and and I and, hate myself, uh, and I yeah, yeah, now, yeah, never got from yeah, like, quit Starfleet. And Captain Jordy LaForge tracks him down. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh, yes. Uh, that that was a pretty good episode. At least that one scene. Actually, uh, that was a pretty all around good episode. That was a great uh, episode. Um. There are some really good gems in Voyager. Um, there's some really good storytelling. I, after rewatching Voyager, it is almost a mixture of some of the quirkiness, cleverness of DS9 with we got to go back into venture into the unknown of the original series slash right. next gen. Yeah. And I like the premise. It, it wasn't always executed the best, right. especially when there's slug people mating with each other and whatever. And those it, were those were chameleons. Yeah. Or, 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 yeah, whatever. This is horrible. Yeah. Um, I, I love that no. they're now canon as as a common accident in Star Trek, thanks to Lower Dex. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, but no, there are some really Is good he human? Gems. We think so. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that another reason why I love lower decks Wizards is getting the massage on the... is is it's mostly just let's make fun of ninety nine percent of what everyone hates about Star Trek. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, Captain Proton. Honestly, I, I don't know if it needs its own series, but I would love a, an homage, an episode honestly, somewhere. I don't think something like this would be overly difficult or expensive to produce. And if you can throw together, no, 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 just, just hear me out. Just hear me okay. out. Okay. Your special effects don't have to be top notch. Your acting no, doesn't don't. have to be top notch. And if Robert Dun- Duncan McNeil and Garrett Wang and Kate Mulgrew are willing to come back for a pretty reasonable rate to reprise their roles in the Captain Proton uh, epilogue. Uh, they they got to lose them a lot of weight. Well, that was an issue during the show, too. Yeah, exactly. And get some hair plugs now. And and, and, Um, and yeah. That's one of my favorite anecdotes from Voyager is uh, they said, uh, 
during the show, every time they'd come in for a new season, they were an extra size in their uniform bigger. And they said, you're supposed to be 60,000 light years from Earth still. You're starving, starving to death. Your replicators can only, you know, deliver rations plus you whatever eat, slop eat, whatever Neelix Neelix can, slop, can yeah. pick up. You're probably not going to gain 12 pounds, Tom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that was a Yeah, you saw it in Tom. Like, as soon as he started uh, dating Balana, yeah. like, you started seeing it. Oh, a little, little he, bit of the chin starts. He, yeah. he looks 12, oh, um, 12 pounds heavier. And then the next season, kind of, kind of looks another 10 pounds heavier. Yeah. You know, we're like, oh. And then it wasn't till actually Tom is stealing I, rations. Honestly, I think it was the demotion to where he got down to uh, Ensign mm-hmm. to where the, I think it was a personal internal, like you need to lose weight now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after he goes, it ranks back up. Oh, Oh yeah. You lost the weight. Okay. There you go. It almost seemed like an internal uh, struggle within the studio. I'm like, oh, you're not going to lose weight? Well, guess what? We're demoting your character. Yeah. (laughs) Might have been. Might have been. Might have been. I don't know. The actors take Uh, those things personal, man. Yeah. So, but uh, if you want to contribute, although I will say, um, um, it's not commander. Um, What did um, Catherine Janeway become? Admiral. Admiral. Admiral Admiral Janeway. Janeway is going to make a vocal appearance in uh, and I think I recurred yeah. a role in, in Star Trek Prodigy. You are correct. Yeah. So so we will see Admiral Janeway. That's why I was kind of thinking it would be kind of nice to see more of the the Voyager crew in that aspect. I think the Captain Proton could make a rescendence of like an episode of like, hey, let's do a holodeck training. Blah, blah, blah. Well, Captain Proton. I, I think it could just be a fun... Like let's experience a hollow program. Well, um, I, I I don't think it can be more than one but, episode. I, but, I don't no, no, think no. it can be a series. But we said that about Lower Decks. No, we, no, no, Lower, no, no, no Lower we, Decks has got so much. No, stuff. no, no. Listen, before Lower Decks aired, our reaction to an animated comedy like Rick and Morty was that reaction. Okay. was subpar. I'm not expecting anything out of this. And then the first couple episodes were really flipping good. And then episode three and four were like, eh, it's okay. And then from like five through 10, it's like, these are yeah, great. It's still, okay, yeah. These are great. Yeah. And I think if you, if you remove the aspect of like Captain Proton being a hokey holodeck program and you just take it as Let's reboot, you know. But but it's not Flash Star Gordon. Trek then. But it's not Star Trek then. But, but it's, it's not, not Star Trek. Trek. But, so, but but, but then you it doesn't could, work. But hold on, no, because you can just tie it in with Tom is just enjoying some time on the holodeck. No no no, and and you can tell stories that way. No, we accept no, the Sherlock no. Holmes that, plots that, that, in, no, in Next work. Generation. We accept no. those as canon. We accept those as can. It's not like I, we're asking for a hair for a Fairhaven reunion. See, like I, 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 I see this as a a Tom Paris is the the teacher for the pilot academy, and he's like, okay, you want to be a real pilot? You think you're the hot shot? I'm gonna show you how old pilots did it. And then there's a single episode 
where he no. takes a, the hotshot cadet I, and he I, takes him to I an think... old Captain Proton. And it, because with the Delta Flyer, he always had gears and levers yep. and everything. He specifically made the Delta Flyer to have that. Yep. And he's like, that's how a real pilot flies. I now, see, think... that works for me. I think Captain Proton, as a web series, as, let's say, 22-minute episodes, so a 30-minute runtime, um, I think as a web series, it could do well enough. Uh, because, no, hold on. Just wait, wait, you... hang, on, hang on. I have to ask. Are you talking animated or live action? I'm talking live action. Oh, no, heck no. Heck no. I'm talking live action. It's past... I think Captain Proton... As a don't take yourself seriously, as a let's make some jokes, let's have some fun, but it happens to be oh, Tom no. Paris playing Captain Proton. I think it could work. Oh no, I Lower I don't, Decks I, has given me enough where the writers are look, clever enough. Yeah, they be, could because make it's it an, but it's animated. It's animated. They can do whatever they want. There's no de aging in animation. You can have Riker. You can have Deanna Troy be in there because they're animated and the voices still sound familiar. That's Live true. Live action is it, they are way past uh, uh, their prime, unfortunately. Now that's what I'm saying. If you did an animated series i don't know that harry kim has aged all that much that, that no Garrett but Wang looks paris, much different Tom, than, yeah, Tom paris has. yes and I, i've seen the beard yeah yes I, well and yeah so um it's embarrassing when i start growing a better beard than some of my childhood heroes <laughs> again that's why i think it would kind of work as a single episode of a, like uh the prodigy thing they they brought it in i don't see it as a series i really really don't and because Captain Protoss wasn't, it is such a niche market. M Michael is, Here, Michael you is know what, how it would work? It, it would work as a YouTube series. It, it would work as if the two of them went and got to the people that did a bunch of those Star Trek uh, uh, YouTube series. So, and said, so let's, let's, let's do say that. this. Mike, Michael has pointed out this, and this is the angle that I'm taking on it. Remove Star Trek from it. You, stop, oh, stop, 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 stop. Okay, okay, stop. okay, sure. Remove sure. Star Trek from it. I can, okay, this is so just I, Captain Proton. Okay, great. So if, if I did that, everyone at Star Trek will hate it because they know the name. So then you have a specific amount of fan base that will just ding it really hard. So you're going to get that Rotten Tomatoes, all these bad critics. You're going to get that fan base that's going to hit it John, really hard. We, saying we, that already this is know, bad. we already know that no one hates star trek more than star trek fans we already exactly. know that no one so, hates pokemon so if you're more you're than going pokemon to, fans if you're going to say captain protoss and then say here are these protoss are we back these, to starcraft captain proton and then you're going to say here are these actors portraying these characters right every star trek fan we know is where going it to, comes from exactly but and the thing is to, they're going in, to ding it if it's not canon in those episodes no, it wasn't a holodeck. It was a holodeck program, but they're enjoying some recreation. They're enjoying some recreation, but that now, now it's going into, uh, it's probably going to be some now just reimagining overly, overly aged guys rehashing the exact Did same thing. Did you see and, Flash Gordon? But but what but you know what? Here's but the I problem. Think it here here work. here's the issue. If you call it Captain Proton, you have the exact same characters. Everyone's gonna want to know. 
Where's Bolana Torres? Because I want to see here, what's the relationship going? Where's their child? What's going on with that? Everyone's- Has he said hello to his dad yet? That's what every, everyone's going to want to know all of these other things. And yeah. it's going to take away from the show. That's why I think if it's just a one-off individual episode of like an anime series with the original actors, it would work that way. And if they continued with a theoretical, say, podcast, sure, maybe that could work as a voiceover. That would work. Mm. Animated, I could see it working. Live action, no way. It doesn't work live action because animated, we can, it's easily de-ageable. It's easily, you can bring in the, the Balana Taurus on one episode of, of 10 episodes to talk about their child. You could do that in an animated episode. So this only works as an animated series. I I disagree, and that's totally okay. Yeah, and that's fine. So, uh, but it is... It's not my job star- to convince you you're wrong. You'll figure that out yourself. Oh, that's fine. I mean, if you want to sit there and say that Voyager is the base series and whatever, that's fine. But, Everyone's you know, saying whatever. they're kind of in on Captain Protoss now, though. Yeah, they're they're talking about... My the life for ire. They're they're talking about the animated series, not not the. Last. <laughs> um. Anyways, so but it is ten eighteen on our west coast, the best coast, best and coast. we do. That's have right. To it's still get, Wednesday here. It is, and we do have to get to our secret show, Jeff. Yes. So thank you so much for watching episode 173 here on Talking Heads. It has been a blast. If you didn't catch the live show, make sure to catch us on the uh podcast Podcast. form there we go i was looking for a word and i couldn't find it make sure to catch us in podcast form over on anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found although i don't know why i'm throwing this in here because if you are catching the live show you're going to hear it and if you don't catch the live show you're already listening in podcast form so this advertisement is null and void Uh. (laughs) (laughs) i only have so many spiels that i can give people good lord uh, thank you so much for watching. If you're interested in joining the Floatplaner Patreon, look us up down in the video description. You'll get exclusive access to the Discord server, and you can catch us over on the after party here in about 10 minutes' time. We usually go from 10.30 to midnight here on the West Coast every Wednesday night. Uh, live voice chat. You can ask me questions, talk to John, all that kind of stuff. It's a really it's great a time. It's a fantastic time. It's called the after party for a reason. Uh, The filter goes off. Yep. Is what happens. That's exactly what it is. So, uh, Thank you all so much for watching. Make sure to like this video if you liked it. Subscribe to Craft Computing if you have... I tried to say hops and brews and Craft Computing at the same time. (laughs) Subscribe to Craft Computing if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to Hops and Brews if you like the beer content on this channel or you think John makes a half-decent cocktail, which you'd be the first. (laughs) Oh, ouch. True. It is true. And as always, thank you so much for watching, and we will see you next Wednesday right here at 8 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news. See you guys. Later, all.